Welcome to the Helihead Show. This is episode number 34. I am your host, Skids, and with me we have Gucci. What up, what up? And we got no yard sale. He's not here. So we got Fence Post. No, I haven't planned this far ahead. Yeah. Uh, and we got a couple other people. We uh, we got Dan Glee Sack here. <laughs> what up? <laughs> <laughs> and we got one more. We got Ryan. Uh, whatever your name is. Fuck it. Hey, Jensen. <laughs> Captain Homework. <laughs> Do you guys hear music? You hear music? I do. Mm. What song is it? Sorry, I'll put headphones in. Oh, thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Captain Homework's the only dude that actually researched for this episode. Hmm. I really should have asked Ryan his last name, so I could have said it better. Um, just saying. So Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself real quick? What What is your last name there? My name's Ryan Lowski. Lowski. Nice. Skeet, skeet. And of course, Broski uh, the Broski. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Kyle Wells here. What up? So, yeah, pretty awesome. Oh man, what have you guys been up to? Anything fun? Something. Nothing. Living. <laughs> Nothing. 2020, man. You know better. Jeez, I'm telling you. Yeah, shitty year. Yep. Yeah, it's becoming... looking forward to 2021. Mm. It better be better. Let's hope. Yeah. It better be better. Well, I'm finding that I'm just like buying things to have something to do, you know? Can you yeah. buy me things so I have something to do? <laughs> <laughs> like a Kraken canopy. Yeah, or, or like a kit. And I'll or build home. it for you and then crash it and give it back to you. Yeah. <laughs> That shouldn't take long. It's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real good at the second part. That's true. That's <laughs> U- USPS can't keep up with him. <laughs> oh, man. Well, cool. Let's uh, let's get into it. So uh, we'd like to thank everybody for downloading, streaming, listening to our podcast. We certainly appreciate all of you that, uh, you know, take the time to listen to us. Pretty cool. So thank you. Uh, and let's get into some weeks. Because we got quite a few people here tonight, so let's do it. Rip it off, Gooch. All right. Just one thing. So um, I got some flying done at, you know, after 10 o'clock at night, trying out some uh, new uh, Nita blades. So nice. That's about <laughs> Nita blades. Nita blades. Are they Italian? On the nitro. Nitro. Hey, fired up to do nitro blades. Yeah. Man. The only bad part about it, I didn't even realize this because this is fairly new to Ohio, but um, apparently we have a curfew. 10 o'clock, you're supposed to be home unless hmm. you're going to get gas. Uh, you're traveling through Ohio, like in and out of Ohio. Just don't ask me. It's just the 2020 curse, I guess I call it. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike uh, joined us. Yarcel, you know, joined me at the field. We definitely tried it out, and we did a little bit of hanging out, and then we kind of called it quits. But that's all the flying for me. I, I'm in the same, I guess, boat. I have nothing to wrench on, and I'm think I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to buy on Black Friday. So nice. I don't know. Are you going to buy something? <sighs> Do you Maybe feel compelled parts. that you have to spend money? Yeah, like it's so hard. <laughs> 
not to you know buy something i don't know what i'm gonna buy but um maybe some parts if if there's some good deals out there but i kind of been kicking out this idea of getting a 580 electric too Mm, yes yes there's some screaming deals so there's no reason you can't do that that's right yeah so So, because this is going to post after uh thanksgiving of course let's let's go around mm -hmm. the table uh scott you got anything in mind that you want to buy for black friday are you kidding? I'm not adult enough to actually have money ready to go for Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the true sign of actually becoming an adult as as having funds before Black Friday. Mm. Not sitting here two days before it going, God damn, I have seventeen dollars still and I don't know <laughs> what I can get for that. You still are hanging Unless on to seventeen bucks? That's a dude. If, right if there. BK is doing an offering for a Kraken airframe for seventeen dollars, that's what I'm gonna get. And nice. I will purchase on Black Friday. <laughs> I love it. But um, if they offer it for 18, then unfortunately I can't. <laughs> I could have sworn you had 17 bucks from like three episodes ago or something. I've been saving. Mm. That's adult. <laughs> no? Yeah, trying to be. Wow. It gets, it gets worse when you start ripping off the piggy bank that your kids <laughs> hold. You know, it's like, oh, I got um, $18. I've done that, but I, we won't talk about <laughs> yeah. that. That's true yeah. adulting right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Kyle? Anything? As far as Black Friday goes, um, I kind of really am uh, looking real hard at a Glogo. Mm. Um, yeah, boy. And, and I can't decide if I want one or not. Mm. Or if I have the funds for it. That's the problem. I'm in the same boat as Scott. I got 17 cents to my name instead, though. Mm. Yep. I'm there. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you get that, and I'll fly it and see if it holds up, and then I'll go buy one. So what's going to happen if you uh, cut the tail case off? <laughs> then he still buys one. <laughs> then you still I, buy one. <laughs> I, um, he just doesn't get to take it home. <laughs> I'm just going to look at you and say, I haven't planned that far. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fly it after Black Friday, so you won't get the deal that I'll get. Yeah, but. that's true. That's true. Well. Oh, man, that's a total missed opportunity. should have had a fun fly on Friday and called it Black Fly Day. Mm. Very nice. <laughs> Better buy all your parts now. I know. <laughs> start, start. And then, the like, you know, Shannon could have showed up and and had a Black Friday sale on site. Like, oh Ooh, man, uh, yeah, where up. your heads at? This is Let's good. Let's do that next year. Mm, I like that. I'm down. Isn't uh, BK Hobbies doing like a Black Week? I think I heard because uh, they said they're going to start doing their deals sooner. Oh. That way, they can kind of get ahead yeah. of the, the the curve of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I think that's what they said, and I think they already kind of gave out some deals, but I think by the sounds of it, they're going to wait until Friday to release the, mm-hmm. the really good deals. So Yeah, then it lasts till Monday, I think. Yeah. Because, yeah, Monday's what, Cyber Monday then, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Look, everybody, you have three days to save up your money. <laughs> get ready. Uh, I might even have dollars by then, and I can get that kit. Yeah. Uh, I'm on a firm pilot. Come on. <laughs> Sponsored by a firm. Oh, that stuff's so bad. I literally just paid off all my affirm. Never again. Not touching it. Nope. <laughs> R- rip that card. Do you even get a oh, card for so it? so bad. No, no card or anything. But, but when you're main worse. sponsor... As a firm, yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Star yeah. Wars. How about you, Ryan? Anything in the pipe works? 
so I don't have any big purchases planned, uh, but I was waiting until the Black Friday deals hit to uh, pick up a bunch of parts for the, the uh, XL5, the XL Power 550 that I lawn darted uh, last <laughs> week. Wow, dude, that's like Scott seventeen bucks. Just have him loan it to you. Yeah, done deal. That's, I'll lend it to you. I mean, <laughs> I've got one of us will fly. so I should be all right. We, we'll call this Scott Firm. That's it's right. The new- <laughs> Scott Firm. Scott Firm. Thirty-four percent interest rate. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, it's, it's not quite a firm. It's more soft. <laughs> firm. <laughs> Scott is soft. Oh, this just turned into OnlyFans. Um, all right. Well, cool. So, Scott, how about your week? What you what you been up to? Oh, misery. Um, all my helis are broken at the moment. Um, I had way too much fun at RCHO, and as one normally does at that uh, facility, uh, you plant your shit in the dirt, so they're all broken. <laughs> mm. So I'm currently trying to decide what color to make my Kraken 700 um, because I'm sure either a canopy or a boom, depending what color I want to go. Yeah. And I really don't want to have a rainbow colored Kraken, so I'm going to try and get one that matches. <laughs> Skittles. Because I, I did that once and it was kind of embarrassing. Everyone yeah. was like, oh, that looks so cool. And I'm like, yeah, like yeah. it looks like an old Nissan 240. Yeah. None of the panels match. <laughs> Wasn't it? Hey, Seuss, the last time that passed by, it was like, boop. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I got a lot of hate for it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Finally got around to making the full pool school videos this week. I do apologize for the extremely long delay. But yeah, whenever we forget to shoot the first part at the field, it really doesn't happen. So <laughs> I, uh, I might have cut some corners. Uh, I might have shot it in my my car during my lunch break. Mm-hmm. But we got it done. Yeah, we're good. So uh, we're we're fully caught up, and we'll we'll go ahead and release another one after this episode, which we'll talk about later. Yes. Um, other than that, I've been so slammed with work, haven't been flying because everything's broken, and I'm trying to work up the motivation and time to build a second Kraken, mm. and it's gonna be a Nitro Kraken. Yeah, I've boy. Sourced- yeah, buddy. I can't wait to have another one of those. I missed it bad. Mm-hmm. But I got most of the parts, and I just found a motor today, which was a really, really good deal with a Hattori pipe. So I'm stoked to have that same setup. Heck yeah. Going back home with a YS91. Uh, SRX or? <laughs> SRX. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So Suck in it, your, Mike. In your <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. In your fours on that, huh? Uh, you can run anything between an Enya 3 and an Enya 5. Yeah, but what do you do being in the area that we're we're in? Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I might have forgot the numbers. I know in the modded ones, I ran a five. Okay. I think I run a four now. I think they're fours, but... I yeah, I think they're me. fours. You can run a three. If I'm not mistaken, the three's really hot, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So the three was what no. Tarek ran. No? Yeah, it is. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Opposite direction yeah. of OS. You're right. Yeah, because I used to run a five, which had a thicker filament and the modded motors because it needed it so it wouldn't blow the plugs. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I think Tarek runs a three and then the four is like a nice, happy, you're not looking to wreck your motor mm-hmm. option that doesn't detonate. So yeah, I'll run fours. Yes. Perfect. Yeah, thanks for I can't wait. reminding me. Yeah, yeah. For me, I've ran an OS eight. And I've also ran in your fours in my 96. Um, so, I did b- blow the OS eight 
out of it once, but I think it was just an old plug and it needed changed anyways. It had been in there for a long time. Um, but going from OS 8 to an Enya 4, um, I've really had to ridge up the mid a lot. Mm. That's interesting. But I think the 96 is definitely different than the 91. 91s were very specific to the Enya 4. I think 96 was a little more flexible depending on temperatures and whatever no yeah shameless plug if you go listen to our nitro episode with them or Nane, you can uh <laughs> learn about plugs what it does how it affects your timing and uh learn exactly what plug you choose to run in your helicopter based on your nitro content love it <laughs> such a great idea absolutely anyway <laughs> i'm gonna shut up ryan how was your week yeah uh my week was good uh, we had pretty much the best weather over the last week that we've had here in months um, or that I've been home for. I didn't know he was a warm weather dick. Yeah. Um, And, uh, and that week was that week and that good weather was complicated by the fact of having to do adult things like uh, weather seal offense and, you know, projects that need nice weather. Um, But I got to the field a couple of times, Um, currently working on some auto rotations, uh, which, leads me into why i need to rebuild my 550 uh because <laughs> oh, no. uh you know came came cruising across uh was doing a 180 degree offset auto and just came in just like i did on all the other ones except it just didn't pull up at the end um so <laughs> um i kind of cartwheeled that one across oh we've got at our field we've got uh i think it's called geotex like a geotex runway mm-hmm. oh god um and uh so i came cruising across there and just cartwheeled about 15 times mm. and uh so that's that's got to get rebuilt um so i've got to order parts here on uh black friday for that then i had a uh so i've got a charging case um that has a dual power supply in it and one of the power supplies uh burnt out so server I'm power learning, supplies or is it like yep, yeah yeah one of the like a HP um, yeah. little thing, and uh, so ordered a ordered a new one of those or a old one of those, whatever something that will match the other one. Um, got to I got to research that, figure that out because I have. Oh, you didn't order is, it yet? No, I uh, I I bought the exact model of the one that burnt out because um, oh. I figured that's where I would start with. I was going to say I've um, got a spare that that. Uh, skids gave me that i hadn't actually used yet and i was like i'll give it to you mm. nice um so i have zero experience with any of that so i'm gonna figure it out um like we all kind of do at one point or another Need and, to help uh, give, it, give it give it the old college try <laughs> nice <laughs> see if i don't blow yeah. myself up and then um I, uh, I threw a post on the Hangout about uh, trading a um, my Goblin Black Thunder T line um, for a for an XL Power Spectre. Um, he meant he meant Black Thunder, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and yeah, he that's, did. That's and he exactly also meant, meant Equipo Sphincter Susio. Gosh, yes. I'm so glad you guys are here. Mm. <laughs> um. So I, I threw that up there. I got some interest. A couple of guys were willing to do that. Uh, I was just looking for something that was a little cheaper to, to crash on these autos. Um, then uh, I, I 
I'm feeling like Wait, hang the on. auto rotations. What's up? You're you're getting rid of a 700, and you're flying a 550 to practice autos. No, so that that's that's where I'm going with that. I feel like I need to have a 700 to practice the autos. Okay. All right, yeah, <laughs> right. Is it, that's that's where we're going with this. Um, and I don't want to do it with a with a an airframe that's been discontinued mm. slash it's really expensive. Fair. So, um, so I thought the Spectre would be a good fit for that. That's, that's not a bad idea. That to was be my intent. Yeah. Do the Spectre um, for um, practicing autos. Cause that way, if it plows in, it's not nearly going to be the crash cost of, you know, others. So that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, so just, just kind of simplifying the the fleet a little bit, sizing things down and, and, and getting more specific airframes to what I'm trying to accomplish. Hmm. But, uh, that was uh that's my week in a in a can there. Nice. That's a lot for a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Try to stay busy, you know. It was only four bullets. Yeah. Man. I'm pretty jealous. And you had Kyle, five what bullets. you got? <laughs> uh, so my week's my week's been uh pretty boring to say the least, kind of in a way. Um I've been working on uh some charge case stuff. Um so I originally had designed a charge case that I had put together with uh, server power supplies. So, Ryan, if you're needing any help with that, um, you can hit me up, or I'm sure Scott or anybody else has experience nice. with that. Um, I am going towards um, basically redesigning it to where I could probably put four X6s or X8s into a tiny little Seahorse SE300 case. That's um, awesome. It's pretty small. It's like... It's like seven by nine or something like that. Um, Where'd you get that idea? Um, from Scott Graham. Um, so he <laughs> See, is uh, one there. It was that Hobby yeah. King uh, factory team group, I think. <laughs> 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 yeah. hey, so he is. He, Before you go, when you figure it out, can you help mine work? <laughs> Because mine runs at like nine thousand degrees. <laughs> yeah. So my plan, my plan right now is to basically. Um, simplify everything kind of bring it up a little bit and add more cooling um and also create a little bit more room in between the chargers themselves and the power supplies because you're really limited on depth i mean the whole case is probably like three four inches deep um so you're really tight between chargers and power supplies so i'm going to try to elevate that a little bit um and add some more cooling um with those Radiator. turbine style fans. Uh, it's going to be water cooled. Water cooled. <laughs> water cooled. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, not, I mean, joking aside, that no one does that right now. Yeah, no. That's yeah, a good no. idea. I mean, all you got to do, I mean, you could pick up um, CPU like coolers for like sure. 13 bucks, dude. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, and run those in the charge and, case. And run those in the charge case. Heck yeah. Um, and then just power them up whatever you need 12 volt all i could imagine is like a big water truck following kyle to the field it's like i, I just wanted to cool my i got a really tiny case but it's oh, man, I don't mind that. Water just spraying my nitro. case down just have Ooh. your nitro pump r- pump fuel through it yeah pump fuel through it yeah that's a good <laughs> idea <would> work. <laughs> free on i'm probably <laughs> carrying a bottle of methanol with me so i can cool my charger don't worry about it guys oh gosh <laughs> um other than that um i've just been working on that design trying to basically get it um up to my satisfactory level my first one i just threw together it turned out great but I, it needs some tweaking and tuning um 
I also received my Proto 700 Evo Electric um, to go along with my Proto 700 Nitro. Thanks, Shannon, by the way. I know you got a lot of personal stuff going on, and I want to thank you for being able to get the helicopter out to me and to my door. Mm. Um, it's a beautiful helicopter. Um, Doesn't listen it. to us. <laughs> <laughs> eh, whatever. Um, and I mean, I'm missing an ESC off of it, and then uh, a couple servos I have lent to Zachary Waddell uh, for his N7 to be able to fly. Mm. Um, so a few things in the works as far as that goes, getting it up and flying. Um, other than that, I've been trying to decide on what helicopter to replace my Fury 55 with, and that is a huge burden and task in my life right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know what helicopter to go with. Um, it's for sure going to have the engine and pipe out of the Fury in it. Um, it's a YS56SR and a Hattori tune pipe. Um, the combination is just fantastic. The power is fantastic um and it's for sure going to go into the next helicopter just what airframe to go into no idea come on dude 580 nitro Ni- nitron bro nitron no 580 nitro. nitron it's pretty cheap <laughs> well i mean it's really i mean even the new fury 57 isn't that pricey either but no. i don't know if i want to go with miniature again just because of the sheer crash cost that yeah. they cost whenever you do put them in were you buying parts from miniature direct or were you buying from uh heli direct so heli direct didn't have they don't have a lot of fury parts um but i was getting fury parts from cajun from scott there at cajun uh, okay. um but a lot of his parts are limited or they're all off the shelf basically yeah because um, i think he so focuses on xl power right xl power now yes that's correct yeah. um so a lot of stuff was direct from miniature because the airframe is so old. Um, so that that kind of put a burden on the whole helicopter, and it's had an issue for a long time now that I have yet to actually rip it apart and try to find out. Um, but I think it's time to uh, send it down the road and sell the airframe for like a hundred bucks or something cheap. You know, someone else can enjoy it or put it on their wall for what? for nostalgia. You know, you I might buy that off you for wall art. Yeah, I mean it's a fantastic helicopter. Yeah, well you take seventeen dollars for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Excellent. I hang on wall. Look very pretty. Yeah. I mean great I mean it's a it's a fantastic helicopter. It flies fantastic. It's probably one of the best flying helicopters ever, and it's really, really old. Um that's just the only downside is it's old and it's hard to get parts. So right. I am to that point where it's just I gotta get something newer that I can get parts for. And it's not going to cost me $300 if I destroy the head. Right. Yeah, I was blown away when you let me fly that thing. Yeah, you flew it like an electric. And it, it, was took it. it took every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've always heard really good things about that model. It was uh, it was a really good one back in the day. Yeah, the, the other part that was bad about getting parts was no one has them for parts so if i wanted to buy a used airframe for parts you can't mm-hmm. ever find them from anybody yeah. so yeah. but if somebody's listening to this and has one that they would want to sell i'll probably take you up on it there you go nice that's uh kyle at onlyfans.com <laughs> that's right <laughs> so kevin what you got oh man uh so i finally completed the aurora to get it to rcho 
but it wasn't quite complete. Um, mm. There was issues with the the uh, fan hub actually, and uh, and I got everything all wired up, ready to go. And it's a long story, but I was changing the clutch shoes. I had three of them in the in the box there. And, um, and of course, I there was a brand new clutch uh, bell in there that I put a new liner in. And when I got done with that, there was some high spots. So the one clutch shoe that I was using, it was dragging. And, um, and so I was like, all right, well, I'll just try a different shoe. And anyway, I tried the shoe a handful of times and one didn't work. Like once I got it up in the frame, for some reason, it wouldn't marry up to the starter shaft. And I was like, what the hell? So I brought it back out, changed that one out to put a different one. So anyway, so you get the point here. And, uh, so I'd done this a handful of times to the point where all of a sudden I was going to screw on the, the clutch shoe back onto the fan hub and it just never tightened. <laughs> And I was like, well, shit. So I ended up talking to Jay and, or Tom and Tom was like, man, just hit up Jay. And because we were going to RCHO, I hit up Jay and he was like, yeah, I got what you need. He goes, my monster is going to be down. He's like, you can just use it for the event. And I was like, that's awesome. So uh, we'll talk more about that. But I did actually get to fly it uh, at the event, which was awesome. So um, that is up and running. I do have a new fan hub in it of my own and I mailed Jay's back already. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of this weekend, I want to get some flights in on it. I'm actually really excited. Uh, there were some things, um, I'll go ahead and talk about it now, but it was, uh, it was really fast. And one of the things about that particular model is that it has what they call a programmable head. It is fly bar. And, and I think Scott can attest that it was like just stupid fast. And, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, it's the only problem with things that are programmable. What's that? They can crash. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Couldn't help it. Dad yeah. jokes. <laughs> but uh, he'll be here all night. Um, so it was uh, it was really, really fast on Cyclic. More fast than I really was expecting it to be. Because um, the vibe was not nearly that, you know, alive and vibrant. Like, it was, it was a lot more subtle. Um, so uh, having been home now after our CHO, I did tame it up. And, um, and brought it down, you know, some settings to see if we can get it to be a little bit more stable as well and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to flying it this weekend. I, I hope that uh, I can get out. But uh, so the vibe, um, there was a guy here or not here, but in uh, Pennsylvania that uh, his name is uh, the, the Warbird Flabby guy. He uh, ended up buying the Vibes, and uh, he and I, I sold him like a bunch of OS50 engines uh, from my friend Chris Sormrud here, and somehow we started talking, I was like, well, I was like, hey man, I got two Vibes, are you, are you into that? And he was like, hell yeah, he goes, those things are awesome. And I was like, well, I got two airframes, and he was like, how much? And I told him, he's like, strip the engine down. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> I was like, I got to get to RCHO first and, and whatever. But uh, but they they are gone. They went to to him. So he's so excited. He's been messaging me and and whatever and uh, asking questions. But um, so the other thing was is we packed up for our CHO. So we're going to talk about that tonight, of course. But um, this is awkward because yard sale's not here. But uh, I did buy something. And uh, any any guesses? Anybody want to take a stab? I've been talking a lot of shit lately about what I'm going to buy. Did you buy a Nitron? It it was uh it was right up there. 
You know? It's going to blow a gasket. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be transparent. I, the Oxy Nitro was appealing in the beginning. I was like, man, this is awesome. Like, I would love to fly that. And, but then, you know, some reality set in of, well, if I went that route, then it's a whole new heli that needs or requires a whole different pile of parts, you know, and stuff different than what I currently have. And the real fight was, do I go Kraken 700 or 580 Nitro? So I pretty much thought currently right now, don't get me wrong. Ben's Kraken 700 flies phenomenal. Like it's very, very convincing, but I'm having such a good time with these 580s that I thought, hmm, you know, right now might be the smarter route to go with the 580 Nitro, so that way it shares parts, right? And um, so that's the direction I went. Actually, it will be here Friday, Black Friday, in fact. So nice, Ooh. yeah. Thank you very much, Shannon. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked. I'm excited. So because I I did fly uh, Scotts as well as Dan Renanes. We can talk about that later too, but. Um, but Dan's was freaking insane. I was like, oh man, I, I want mine to fly exactly like this. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to. Not a whole lot. Just, um, I haven't even flown since I've been back from RCHO. So this weekend will be the first since then. So, but, uh, that's all I got. Man. I don't know. I, I texted Mike Sobey and uh, he's asking what email address to send his uh, letter of resignation to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Just, oh, yeah, just, but what is next? What uh, is next? Rot is hot! There it Ooh, is. Ooh, there's hotness? Oh, man, we do have some things, don't we? Oh, hit uh, it. All right. So, uh, you know, we got two things here. We're going to go pretty quick, um, not to uh, yep. go too deep into them. But did you guys see the, I guess, the dampened mount for flybarless units is really becoming a thing nowadays? <clears throat> because um, I did see that uh, Tron came out with a dampened mount for their helis. How about that? So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting that that's becoming <laughs> common. You know, so I find that pretty interesting. And that was released, I guess, shown pictures of along with the Nitron. Apparently, yeah. we're getting really close for that one. So, mm -hmm. uh, some new stuff coming out there. We're not going to dig too deep into it. But we also saw an announcement from uh, Team Scorpion or, yeah. you know, Scorpion USA, Kyle Dahl, about their new Scorpion multi-tool driver. I mean, it's How pretty cool, cool right? Yeah, no, I think that's pretty cool in the sense that it's contained and it's definitely one of those that you would take to the field with you as opposed to taking a stack of tools. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, think that, I looked at it and I was like, well, what am I going to do with all the empty slots in my tool bag if I buy that? Like, <laughs> uh, I don't so, want to buy four of them. <laughs> I'm going to have four other slots to fill now, damn it. <laughs> so I'm thinking about getting one just to put in my transmitter case. There you yeah. go. It's a good idea. You know, just because before I would take all my my driver set and try to stuff them right there above the <laughs> where the antenna is for the V control. Oh, wow. Yeah. The only one thing that I didn't see is it just, um, you know, like out the, the Allen drivers or does it have flat a flathead too? It's uh, just Allen torque. Yeah, it's, Allen it's a 2, a 2.5 and a 3 and one other. Is it 1.5? 
Probably 1.5. Yeah, 1.5, 2.5, and 3. Yeah. Can I critique it just a little bit? Sure, do it up. How is a self-respecting Nitro man supposed to tune their carb, especially the low (laughs) end, without a flathead? That's fair. It's a fair question. when was it on the video or was it was it a separate thing that uh it said that there was going to be other um other bits that you're you can purchase separately so that would be neat i hope that we had where you could buy that and place it somewhere in the same yeah you know let us set up devil's advocate and i'm going to cut you off tell me why scorpion gives a damn about nitro <laughs> mm. Wow! Like, uh, no, you don't need a plot twist. Do you? But do you want to say that one day are so proud about their logo coming out? That's not Scorpion. Well, they're two different companies. Same. It's all the same. We know it's that. It's not all the same. <laughs> oh, I mean, let's put it this way: is Does, isn't there Scorpion a make logos now? Well, no. Apparently, Scorpion makes logos. <laughs> I'm going to call him up and ask him if I can pre-order the Scorpion I, logo. I would love nice. But there's a potential link. But there's a potential that Scorpion is involved with Mikado. Mm. So you know, you know what Mike would be saying right now. <laughs> hey, Dan, I don't need a flathead for mine to tune. <laughs> yeah, my OS always stays in tune. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think generally, like, I think it would be nice if we are able to do that. So, <laughs> that was just <laughs> also to be fair. There's a lot of other things you can use a flathead for. So, in this hobby, so it's true. I would say a flathead is probably justified. Yeah, yeah. Bit. You probably could. You could probably use it to take apart your icon that just crapped out on you. <laughs> all right so let's get away from the multi-driver that is not nitro sensitive let's go move on before we move on how badass was that video that they posted of that screwdriver it was that video was cooler than any airframe any esc any motor video i've ever seen all the (laughs) angles the way it was zooming in and out and stuff i was like holy crap all for like a 12 dollar screwdriver (laughs) you think it's like 1.3 of those yeah 24 they, did they say how much it was? Oh, crap. 20, 20, 25 bucks. Is it 25 24.99, yeah. That's not bad. I mean, their drivers no. are like eight bucks a piece. Yeah. I'm so hoping I, they come down to like $17 for Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you can well, get one. <laughs> with 30%, it's going to get really close. You, you better go look for some change in your car. Holy crap. I'm like, <laughs> they, are they more than 12 or eight bucks a piece? I can't remember now. I don't know. I haven't bought them in forever. I, I've been looking at buying a Scorpion set, like the driver set. Yeah. But, you They're know, expensive. like to be honest, they are. So to me, I think that's like perfect, you know, especially that you're able, it's got like the extension in it too. So, yeah. The only thing I'll comment though is there's been times when I need to put the driver through something. So <laughs> I think if I'm not mistaken, airframes like the Black Nitro. You yeah. got to put the driver through the hole in one side all the way through to put the screw in mm-hmm. um, to get the, the motor mount screwed in place. Um, yeah. So if you don't have a, you know, a small shaft screwdriver, if you don't have a small shaft, you can't do it. You're mm. shafted. Yeah. I wonder so, if they made the extension so you can put the elevator servo in a logo. Uh, there you oh, go. God. So uh, <laughs> I want to correct myself. Uh, each tool, 2.5 and 3, those are 12 bucks a piece. So mm-hmm. you get four bits i guess for 25 versus two individual drivers for you know 24 more or less 
That's really impressive because it takes the same amount of machining to make the ends, you know? Yeah. I think it's cool. I think you should buy two of them, but I think definitely having, you know, the versatility of maybe having the screwdriver and the flathead and the other one, you know, maybe two extra, like like a four because, you know, a lot of 700, Mm -hmm. the blade grips are four. And uh, you know what I mean? Like having two of those in your case takes up a lot less room. That's awesome. You could definitely put it in your radio like you're talking about, Dan. You know? Well, I think the perfect setup would be if you had that Scorpion multi-tool and then you had a set of MIPs. And that would be like your your narrow ones to get in tight places with real sharp heads and then your everyday duty Scorpion driver. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a cool setup. I I got, when he, when I saw that video, Scott, I got really excited because I thought he's going to make an announcement about the power system. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I clicked on it. I got all excited. I was like, oh, finally, I've been waiting like a year. Right. Yeah. Whipped out the screwdriver. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 I definitely bit hard. And then not that I was disappointed because I really think that's, an, that's a cool little tool to have. But I was like, man, you know, I'm still going to wait, you know, so. That was cool, and then the other thing is the Glogo. You yeah, know, they're yeah. they're they're coming out. You know, with the I guess you call V two the re- release, whatever the case may be. Yeah, so yeah. I know a lot of people have been waiting for that. I think yeah. a lot, you know, not like a lot, but you know, there was quite a few people that were waiting for it to be re- released. I guess. But dude, yeah, I'm fascinated to see what they changed, if anything. Hmm. Yeah, it's got to cost more, I bet, because, I mean, I don't want to, like, speak ill of anybody or anything. I don't mean anything of it, but they probably can't get parts from Synergy anymore. Mm. So they probably have to figure out a way to get their own or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they probably have to redesign or, or something happened. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of hard to to pay what they're asking for. If you, you know, because, I mean, at that point, you would have cracking, right? If you yeah. pretty close, if you buy if you buy a used crack and then you put the conversion kit, you're going to be right about the same. That's you know? yeah, that's true. Yep. So, I mean, not not to say that you know there's not people going to be interested in it. It's just to me, it's like you know, once again, like it's almost like it's price creep. You know, it's just slowly moving up in the wrong direction. And I maybe, was shocked know, to see it more. Yeah, it really was. You know, so. But you know, it's it takes time. To, you know, each business has different costs, so it is yeah. what it is, right? I mean, I was wrong about the eight hundred. I mean, you know, one person bought it, Chris. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, remember that thing that Dan was talking about with RCHN? He's like, we got in lawsuits for things for saying bad oh. things about manufacturing. Oh, <laughs> So screwed if they uh, ever listen to us. I'm but caveat, that. that 800 auto is so good. It did. It wins contests. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was an indictment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's pretty cool that they're, they re-released it. I mean, you know, I think I'm, I'm kind of like a Nitro head right now. So, any new Nitro model, I'm, I'm all about it or re-release. I'm, I'm all good with this. So. I do so. like it, man. And, and I know Tom's like, like, nope, not for you. He'd probably give me another intervention, but man, that thing just, it, it just looks cool. You know, I really like pod and boom nitro. Oh, just so good. It's a, it's a good, uh, like balance between old school and new school, so to speak. Yeah. Oh you know? yeah. I quite so, like yeah. that plane. Yeah. I forget why. I go, oh yeah. 
crashed it twice and both times it was like everything <laughs> bent and i was like yeah i don't know and, uh, i think my old heli is now a turbine conversion really uh-huh really yeah i got oh. photos of it it's wild i was like okay go on with your bad self mm. but isn't isn't blackout mod doing uh gaster conversions for it i think yeah, that's one of those was... how is was it, it good um i mean it's not you know it's not a 700 nitro still it's yeah. still a gasser flies great um but the whole time like i was worried i was gonna break it because i'm like guys ah, it's, it's great as a light nitro if you flew it too hard it maybe had some issues so when i flew it as a gasser i was like oh that's a lot of weight down low it's probably gonna bog even more which equates to even more blade lag which equates to even more choppier boom off so <laughs> i don't know i got real nervous the whole time you just were flying so, it wrong <laughs> yeah i just i don't know how to fly so mm-hmm. um but as a nitro i love that helicopter and i never i never had an issue never cut the tail off but whenever i did something dumb because you know got too low got too excited wanted to push the envelope too much uh yeah it, main shaft feathering shaft tail spindle kind of thing you break the plastic links in the tail like it's not a crasher it's a flyer yeah so mm-hmm. Well, yeah. people will buy it. I, I guarantee yeah. you that. But it autos for a calendar week. <laughs> <laughs> like when you do like an auto to a table, you have like five minutes to figure out if you're going to land it or not. Mm, that's right. Facts. Yep. Uh, it does I auto see the, tables. I did see the video, Scott, of you trying to auto the blue crack into the table. And I just wa- and I just wanted to say, what did that table do to you? <laughs> <laughs> did you see the version where it tipped off the front of the table and whacked the table? That's the one. I was like, yeah, no. I never posted that. I just shared that with a couple people. But like right before the one I posted online, yeah, I t- slid it right off the front of the table and it went whack. Ooh. But picked it up, straightened the blades, took off again, and landed it the second time. So could hey. not have done that with a Glogo. That would have been <laughs> new main shaft bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, let's hope that everything stays steady in parts availability and everything else which i think that's why they had to re-release it when they made sure everything is lined up to support it right yeah so i think it'll be good yeah and the other thing is you know this episode is going to be released after black friday but man um i definitely if anyone wants to give us some feedback or maybe same thing that we kind of asked in the group here of what they go for you know i I would like that'd be cool yeah just to get some feedback maybe you know if you're okay with us discussing it um on the next show you know that would be cool to see what what people you know picked yeah they should post it up and they should do hashtag heli heads hall okay i'm down with that yeah so that'd uh, be kind of cool post it up we see what you got see what your heli heads hole was yeah yeah (laughs) so i think that would be pretty cool um to kind of get some feedback and then maybe we'll discuss it you know and see what we walked away even us with seventeen dollars, you know, maybe Scott yeah. picks up <laughs> one of those tools tubing. or something. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. Best By case. three of the four bits. <laughs> <laughs> Can you take the one point five out the kit and like? The, you know, the <laughs> I, I don't want the one point five. Do you do installment? <laughs> Thanks payments nice. for like I can get the driver without yeah. the bits and then buy the bits as I need them. Just call it firm. <laughs> How bad yeah, would it be if one just shows up to your house, Scott, and then he's got a bill that's like already charged to a firm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, God. My wife would <laughs> right. murder me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, yeah, that's it. That's awesome. all I have. Cool. Yep. All right. Scott, what's up? 
Oh, we got the full pool school. Everybody mosh. Full pool Everybody school. mosh. Full pool school. Full pool school. Full pool school. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we did two full pool school episodes this week because I am, again, a lazy git. And I didn't edit and put the videos together until midweek this week. Holy shit, it's not even midweek this week. So I did it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm used to doing this on a thursday this is really bad um yeah so i sat in the car did the videos finally got them published um i was planning on waiting until friday to post the second one but you know i got ants in my pants and decided to post it today because i'm impatient as well i'm a terrible person so we're going to do another full pool school for this episode when it releases on Monday. Um, currently, like I said, all my helicopters are crashed and I have exactly $17 to fix that. So I'm going to probably borrow someone's helicopter this weekend to shoot yeah. this episode of full pool school. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, but what we're going to end up doing is auto rotations. So we'll run through the different kind of autos you can do, what to watch out for, what's like a super safe setup for doing an auto, some tips and tricks you can do to make it easier. And what I mean by that is if you're running an electric, um, ways to set your, your bailout and your minimum throttle. So that way you can kind of come down as like a simulated auto approach and and make sure you don't stall out the blades and crash your heli while you're trying to learn it. Mm. Um, so we'll run through all that. And then for the advanced auto, we'll do an inverted auto. Um, yeah, I, I skipped the first three we're going to do, but we're going to do a standard auto, an overspeed style auto, and then a floater style auto. And the, the three different things that you should do, watch out for, and, and try and listen for while you're doing those. Awesome. Should be good. Sold. Hopefully yeah. I don't blaze up again. Oh, we should do a blades. Oh, that'd be so cool, but I'm scared. Actually, it's not my helicopter. Hold on, let me edit the notes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, blade awesome. stop auto. There you go. With Kevin's heli. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Just remember it's a 600, not a 700. You'll be all good. <laughs> Which means it's going down. Oh, yep. <laughs> 17 bucks is mine, you guys. Mm-hmm. Remember that conversation <laughs> we had about the first time I crashed on full pool school? I just turn around and smile. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Coming up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you take Venmo? <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> do you take IOUs, Kevin? Oh man, I do. Mm. I do. It'll be fine. I do too. Mm. All right. Does anybody have anything to add? Anything new that you've seen, or uh, anything you want to talk about before we take a break? Mm, nope. All right. Well. <laughs> Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Innovation. Shatter your limits. Become a legend.
All right, welcome back. We have uh, some guests with us tonight. And uh, as we've mentioned earlier, uh, tonight we're going to talk about the RCHO Fall Pool. And we are going to go into great detail of what that was like. And of course, one of the cool things was is that it was Ryan's first time at RCHO as well as his first event. And of course, we did bring Kyle Wells on as well, uh, even though he is no stranger to RCHO. But uh, yeah, we're going to get into it and talk about what that was like. So, um, but first things first, let's do a little bit of uh, get to know with Ryan and Kyle, and then we'll get right to it. So, Ryan, where are you from, buddy? So I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. That's where I grew up. Um, I ended up joining the military right out of high school, moved, and I haven't really been back to St. Louis um, to for any length of time in the last uh, almost 15 years now. So I live currently uh, near Wilmington, North Carolina. Awesome. What part of Wilmington are you from? Like Wrightsville Beach area or where at? So just a little north of Wrightsville Beach. Uh, it's actually called Hampstead. Okay. Hmm. Nice. My wife used to live out that way. And uh, there's another branch of where I work out there, too. They got a division out that way. I was just curious. Nice. Yep. Yeah. I live real close to the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when did you get into the hobby? So I got into the hobby about a little over a year and a half ago. Awesome. Uh, okay. What would you start with? Um, so I started um, the, I, I was at Dave and Buster's and I, I turned in all my, uh, all my tickets uh, for a little, one of those little coaxial helicopters. Uh, we were moving, me and my wife were moving across the country and uh and so I was flying it around the little hotel room and it's like, yeah, I could, I could do this. Um, so I started on the, uh, uh, when I, I did some research and I was like, Oh, it's the single rotor blade helicopters. Those are the, those, that's what I really need to fly here. Mm-hmm. So got, uh, got myself a blade 70 S, um, and, uh, and just that little thing is a tank. And I flew it around until flew it around until I, you know, I needed to move outside, wanted something bigger, something more manageable. I, you know, I can't, can't fly inverted with a blade 70 S. So that's yeah, that thing's fixed the, pitch, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know that's, what you're talking that's, about. <laughs> that's obviously the thing that I need to do is fly inverted. So I've got to figure out how to, how to do that. Uh, yeah. You just got to hold the 70 S upside down and you spool it up. Then it flies upside down. <laughs> exactly how that works. You'd be surprised some of the positions you can get yourself into with one of those. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, I I basically just worked myself all the way through um, the Blade series because um, it was, you know, that's the the simplest uh, in my mind. I think it's uh, one of the simplest ways to get into the helicopter hobby. Everything's all set up. Everything's all tweaked. You buy it in a box. It comes with a little, you know it might not be the, the, the best, uh, uh, electronics, but everything kind of works to this. It makes um, it easy to start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that, that, that gave me a leg up cause I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I also didn't have anyone to, to fly with, uh, no one to, you know, guide me down a, a path. So I was just kind of winging it, you know, wow. um, so was it, in the backyard. Was it literally just sparked from the, um, 
Dave and Buster's helicopter, or was it something you kind of like saw them before and thought they were cool, and you had an opportunity to buy one and you, you grabbed so, Dave Buster's one? Or? So I'll take a, a little four and a half minute segue here um, to the backstory. The I, as I grew up, um, my dad's brother, uh, whenever my uncle, whenever we would visit his house, he had these these helicopters that were always in pieces, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were on the workbench. And I always thought that those were so cool looking, never saw one fly, never anything, but they were, they, they were cool. And whenever I would ask about them, it was, Oh, helicopters are, are so hard to fly. No one can fly them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's this impossible task. Uh, right. And so in my mind, that was, that was the elusive like goal. The, this was something cool. This was something impossible, whatever. But I never had the time or the finances to really pursue it. So it just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, lay dormant for a long time. Well, uh, moving on through, I, I was finally in a in a place in my career where things were, you know, stable enough and whatnot. And it had always kind of been a, a thought, but never really got that interested in it. My dad was super interested, but also never like, you know, wanted to pull the trigger on, on all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that little, uh, that little coaxial, I was like, you know, being super ignorant, uh, it was like flying the coaxial around there. I was like, this thing isn't hard. <laughs> they're you not know? as hard as they <laughs> said. <laughs> not as hard as they said. Um, and so, and so then, you know, I, I, found out oh the single blade like helicopters when you don't have two sets of rotor blades those are really hard so i got this little 70s and that wasn't too hard you know <laughs> um, starting you off you right know, I, you a false right, sense of exactly. <laughs> huge false sense of security there um but uh you know my my dad kind of perked up and was like oh well he's flying those things and uh you know it, me and my dad have a, a good relationship but it's one of those, so I'm, I'm in the military and move around a lot and don't get home too much. And, you know, his job and my job just don't really mesh. And we, we just ran out of things to like talk about and, and share, you know, like there's mm-hmm. like, I, my day is so weird and, and convoluted. And then his day is not something that usually necessarily interests me. And you just kind of drift apart. And, uh, and this kind of seemed, I started to get into it more than just in my interest to be like, Hey, look, this thing that you always kind of were interested in too. I think you could do it, you know, and look, here's this, here's proof. Um, here, I figured this out. Hey, try this or, Hey, you should get one of these. Um, whatever it was, as I was working up, uh, we spent an enormous amount of money on blade one twenty S parts (laughs) (laughs) because, Oh yeah, this is a bigger, more powerful helicopter. It's also fixed pitch. And, uh, and the tail boom is, uh, about three microns in diameter. And if you (laughs) sneeze on it, it'll break in half. Um, but it, uh, you know, it was just, it was something that kind of, we finally had something in common. Yeah. Shared Um, hobby, shared interest. Absolutely. And so it kind of just grew from there. And then the rest of the drive was just like, all right, I've got to figure this out. You know, I've got to figure this out. And then it was something that I could share and was like, no, look, see, you really can figure this out. You really can do this. Um, 
even because he doesn't he didn't have anyone to fly with either and that was always one of those well i don't i don't know who to talk to i don't know what to do and i was like i don't either uh let's <laughs> figure it I'm, out together but i'm figuring it yeah. out yeah and we'll figure that's it out really together. cool to have so. a shared hobby with your dad like that and, and get into it but that's how that's how it started um yeah so fast forward to today what are you yep. flying today so today i've got um oh man i gotta pull up that the list because i'm not gonna think through them all get my words all twisted um <laughs> you must have a lot of helicopters on four I, I i told you i was trying to size down um, so <laughs> i've got uh i've got a i've got a little oxy three still um and then i've got a blade 550x uh, i've got a goblin 570 freedom a oxy 5 hf a goblin kraken 700 a blade 700x and then a Black Thunder Freedom and a Black Thunder T line. That is um, quite the lineup. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm. I was going to ask. Trying you. to size some of those down, though. But <laughs> uh, no need. You'd more the, the more the better. N plus one. More helis the better. N plus one. Yeah, but I was going to ask. I mean, Nitro Electric, but I'm kind of sensing a theme here with with what you own, and I'm not liking it. So the current <laughs> field that I am a member of and that I fly at, it's uh, 20 minutes down the road, is an electric-only field um, due racist. to the geographic yeah, location. Talk about discrimination. <laughs> yeah, it that, is a that goes against my religious highly beliefs. discriminated. <laughs> I'm offended. Um, yep. I'm going to go full Karen. Mm, Karen yeah. with a Kraken. You should, you should uh, write a strongly worded email. I'll do it. Give me their email address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah so that that's a that's a a requirement not something that i can get around and the closest place that i can fly nitro is is a a bit of a hike hmm. so um sounds like so it's I'm time to stuck to <laughs> electric <laughs> just kidding <laughs> so what's your favorite heli um currently my favorite helicopter is my uh my kraken 700 okay I like it. I support that. And then what are you flying with supporting gear? So radio, battery, servos, all that jazz. So I'm currently using a Spectrum DX9 and I fly Spirit fly wireless units on all the helicopters. And then what? So batteries, um, mostly, mostly Pulse and HRB. Um, but I mean, it's whatever I can, whatever I can get. And then, uh, I have a whole, I, I don't think I had the same servos in any helicopter. Cause I <laughs> was, you know, you, you put them together or whatever you can get either on sale or, or, or used. Um, because I constantly, uh, end up crashing and mangling them. So yeah, whatever works. <laughs> Wicked cool. All right. Well, yeah. we're super glad to have you on the show, and we're interested in picking your brain about RCHO here in the bit. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> my turn. My turn. You ready, Kyle? <laughs> I believe ready? so, if you're ready. All right. We're going to go through this quick. You ready? And we're yes, done. Sir. No, I'm just kidding, man. Ah. Um, so I, I really wanted to um, introduce you to our listeners. Um, I think I met you one time at uh, when we met at, uh, what is it, Queen City? Yes, sir. I am. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk much because I think you're in and out, right, at that event. So let's do it. Uh, where are you from, Kyle? 
Originally, I am from Parkersburg, West Virginia. Um, shortly after high school, I went to the Marine Corps. And from there, kind of traveled all over the place and wound up in North Carolina, where I was stationed at Cherry Point, which is in Havelock, North Carolina. Um then right as I got out of the Marine Corps, I went and moved over to Mooresville, North Carolina, which is where I currently reside. And I have no plans to go back from to where I'm from. So, <laughs> so you're settling. That's what you're. I'm pretty me. much settling. That is correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let, let me tell you, you know, and first of all, I just want to say thank you for your service. And also, Ryan, thank you because you're still doing it, right? Thank you for your Indeed. service, man. Um, Thanks. So the biggest thing about it, you know, because, you know, you do move a lot. It sounds like you're settling down, Kyle. So kind of talk to me. When did you get in a hobby? Um, so I was working at my previous employer, which is where Scott Graham also was working at the time. <laughs> um, and he had a SAB Goblin Fireball, and he was cruising it around behind the building after work one day. And I was like, oh, man, I used to uh, buy, like, little cheap ones from Walmart or wherever the coaxial ones and, you know, hover them around or whatever, crash them to the wall, and then laugh, pick them back up, and then lose it one day. Um, yeah, that so always, right. <laughs> so, so then I would... Uh, I was always interested, so I went over there, and I was talking to him, and he actually um, buddy-boxed me on the little fireball. Um, from there, it was just kind of like an addiction. Um, it was really bad. I was like, okay, so how do I get into this hobby? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I'm sure yeah, I ended up buying like an, a used icon original from someone that was local um never put it on a helicopter uh never bought a radio never bought a helicopter then uh wound up selling the icon and going back to square one um so i got to talking to scott about it and ended up getting a goblin 500 sport and from there i had a grand old time with trying to it just land it pretty much without it falling into a million pieces or tipping over um, about the, with the, um, the, the skids of the bank <laughs> yeah so it had the little sport skids on it which i don't know if you guys know but landing with those skids is awful um looks cool but it looks practical. cool but not practical especially not for a beginner in my opinion um some other people might have a great time landing with them but I didn't have the best of times. Um, I ended up crashing that, uh, fixing it, and got rid of it. And then uh, basically got to the point where I am today of flying helicopters. So you only be flying since 2019? Yes, sir. Dang. When the dude's yeah, May, killing. May of 2019. Oh, my God. You know, like, I started 2012, and I don't think I was where you were within a year, to be honest. So... I guess you're just that good, man. I got to kudos to you. You it put a lot of name. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's definitely very cool to see that you know there are those rare people that they take to it so quick, you know. So, but you put a lot of time into it. So, it's that really anybody named Kyle. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> I was going to say it's the name. Yeah, Kyle, really Kyle Stacy. It's it's the, the Kyle, Kyle syndrome. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> we're not only were we good at smashing drywall and smashing monsters, but we're good at flying helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about your fleet. You know, obviously you started, you know, with the smaller stuff. You know, what do you have currently? Uh, current fleet right now is a Protos 700 Nitro um, with a YS96 in it and a Hattori pipe. Um, that thing is an absolute animal. Um, I am enjoying that helicopter so much, even though I've only had it for a few weeks now. Um, I also have a Kraken 580E, which has been down for quite some time now, which I actually just need to remade in that. And it is on the chopping block for going to a new owner. Um, mm. What made you let it go? Um, I don't know. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't think that I like the way that it flies, and I don't know why that is. To be okay. honest with you, that's fair. Because it's electric. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's electric. I mean, I really have struggled to find an electric helicopter that I enjoy flying. I can't fault you for that. <laughs> you yeah. go on with your bad self. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other helicopters that I have, I have a Fury 55. Um, fantastic helicopter. Um, I was talking earlier about how it's just really hard to get parts for it. Um, the parts you do get, um, you have to get them from Germany. Um, unfortunately, from miniature aircraft because the parts supply in America is just not there. The other helicopter that I have is a Proto 700 Evolutione electric. And <laughs> Evolutione! You gotta Evolutione. Say and it just got here <laughs> yesterday, so it's currently sitting with the boom off of it, and I'm going through it as we speak. That's awesome. I really, I really always liked the way those looked. You know, it's just, it's such a unique, you know, they are design nice. yeah yeah you know like I, I don't know and it's not like it's anything you know like uh the cracking where it's got a full boom but it's just something about it the way they kind of slimmed it and they made it look just sharp it flows it's sleek you yeah know? i actually ended up putting the evo canopy on my protos nitro which oh, looks absolutely fantastic mm. um yeah it looks sharp did you Which, have to do any mods, or is it just... Um, so I drilled two holes on the front of the airframe for the uh, mounts okay. for the canopy, and then the backs line right up. So Wow. Okay. That's neat to know. Man, yeah. so, so are you uh, nitro or electric? Oh, What's your there's preference? only one answer for that, and that is absolutely nitro. The fourth nice. dimension. I like it. I like That's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, what's your? Uh, it sounds like your favorite heli is the Protos. Uh, yes, the Protos Nitro. That is my favorite helicopter as of right now. But Hard my question. place is, yeah, my my place is kind of like a revolving door. I've had a lot of helicopters <laughs> in my last like year and a half. So, well, what is it the about Protos? the Protos Seven Hundred yeah. that you really like? Yeah. Um. So. If it's a really, really light machine, um, and honestly, I, I, I think I prefer the way that a lighter helicopter flies, um, the way that the disc loads on it, mm -hmm. and I'm only flying 693s on my Nitro. 
um, okay. which I oh, think okay. flies good. Um, light helicopter, shorter blade. Um, I don't know. I'm liking the way that it flies. Um, I just put some Rotortech 690s on it because I had an incident with my 693s <laughs> where I crashed the helicopter. But um, it's flying really good. Awesome. So worth it, though. That flight. Oh. Peace <laughs> <laughs> to resistance. <laughs> nice. It's a beautiful. Uh, it was good up and it was like three quarters of it. It was good up until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So then, most um, things go. You were killing it till you killed it. <laughs> so what what uh, supporting equipment do you use in your crashes? I mean <clears throat> in your flying. Batteries, <laughs> servos. Talk to us here. Um so I am running a Mikado V control touch. Okay. Um so V bar Neo. Um I usually on electrics I'm running Gen's Ace packs or pulse batteries. Uh typically usually what I can get on a deal because batteries are really expensive when you start getting to the bigger batteries. Um all my receiver packs are all pulse batteries that I had picked up on a deal. Um for servos, as far as servos go, I have kind of a wide variety. Um I'm flying Protex in my Kraken. Uh, I have KSTs in my Fury. I have Torx servos in my Protoss Nitro. And the Protoss Electric is going to get some Savix servos. Hmm. Okay. Are, are they? Are you going for the... I think most of the Savix are plastic case, right? Uh, no, they're aluminum. The 2208s, I think they are. Okay. Yeah, I know. I think I had the minis before. Actually, I use a mini uh, Savox on my uh, throttle yeah, they're- for my 580. They're actually older servos, but they they work fantastic. Yeah, and I think they're seven point four too. Yes, right. Yeah, cool. Well, well, welcome, and let's get to the the main topic. Let's do it. All right. So uh, basically, again to reiterate, you know, we're we're going to discuss the RCHO uh, fall pool event that just happened. And, uh, and yeah, let's just kind of go around the room and, and, and talk about it, you know? So, um, I know there's some highlights here. If somebody wants to go ahead and kick that off, let's, uh, let's get it done. Yeah. So for starters, Jay Treadway, RCHO and all the improvements he made. Did you guys see the videos beforehand where he's posting up all the crap they were doing to fix it up and move everything out of the way? Mm -hmm. It was awesome. I think for sure the best thing ever to happen to that field and that club is Jay Treadway. Absolutely. Not that other people aren't kicking in help, but damn, that dude knows how to arrange some stuff and make stuff happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there on Facebook kind of feeling, you know, wishing I was at the event earlier because they kicked off working on stuff like the previous weekend and they're tearing it up with Bobcats and stuff and, and Rodney's there driving the Bobcat, then Rodney's there breaking the Bobcat. <laughs> Apparently, he blew the thing up. They had to get service guys in to, to fix it. <laughs> it used to be that on the right-hand side flight line, you basically have maybe 25 square feet to fly in, and then you run into bushes, down trees, and some other stuff. But, um, yeah, they, they just wiped the whole thing clear, mowed a bunch of stuff down, pushed the bushes down, and now there's a ton of space over in that second flight station to fly at. Um Pretty crazy with how much was work's been done. Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, they 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 had taken out the old old shooting boat. Uh, they had definitely cleared out and uh, you know widened the field also by the second <laughs> flight station. 
I was so upset when I saw the shooting boat gone. I got out of the car and I was, I was like, my boat! And <laughs> running over yeah. to the end of the field. <laughs> but the people who flew down at the second station for sure were like, you know, thrilled, I'm sure, because there were some some trees right there and it was, you know, pretty tight in that second area there. But uh, yeah, they, they cleared it all the way back to the, what was it like a rock quarry back there, I guess, or something? Yeah, or? I didn't even know that was there. All yeah. I saw was the bushes. Yeah. But like... I guess what was it though the chill out last year uh neil capilloric smashed his black thunder into those trees that were in that bushes area so yeah, yeah so they're gone right <laughs> well i i wanted to take a moment too to uh give rodney props so and and why i'm doing that is because uh friday morning we got out there and you know it's just kind of a slow start to the morning and whatever but he came pulling in with his camper and, uh, and he did take time to set up his camper to make sure that, you know, he and the fam were taken care of. But from that point forward, he was nonstop, you know, prepping the field to, to be an event for the rest of the day. I don't think I saw him fly once. If he did fly Friday, it was much later. Uh, but I don't think he did. Um, but, I mean, he was running all the yellow tape to make sure that people weren't crossing into the, you know, to the flying areas and, and whatever else to sort of provide some kind of barrier. And, um, I mean, they continued to, to clean the field, you know, get things ready to make sure that it was, you know, drivable because, you know, they'd gotten a ton of rain like the couple days before. And, uh, and the man just was, I mean, killing it all day long. He and Jay, of course. but. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to to give a shout out to him because man, he he was throwing down some work uh, all day long, and it's it's because of people like him and like you say, Jay, that uh, make that event such an amazing place. So thank you, Rodney. Yeah, because he was he was doing most of that work, right? Like, didn't he do the glass on the um the hut as well? The uh, yes. flight hut yes. thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he was the person that graded all the parking lot and everything and made it all flat so it drained out correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he had to be exhausted when that event was yeah. over, man. He is pulling <laughs> I mean, some weight. He was. He was. I, I don't think I saw him fly on Saturday either. Oh, really? Yeah. I Did he fly Saturday evening, Scott? Was he doing his Black Nitro at all? Or I think he flew the Black Nitro. I think he was also scared I was going to crash into him. <laughs> <laughs> so Can't imagine why. There might be reasons he didn't fly. Yeah. Nice. Oh, gosh. Too funny. Yeah, he was working his ass off. Yeah. Yeah. I feel kind of bad. I didn't arrive till, till later. I didn't get to see any of this work being done. Yeah. I would love to sit there on the bench and heckle him and, and, you know, watch him work. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, to, to kind of backtrack a little bit, uh, Modown was supposed to be a really extended weekend visit for me. And it didn't work out that way because of some family arrangements. So basically, I told the wife, I was like, listen, you have to do whatever you got to do for RCHO. I'm like, <laughs> but we're going to have to make some kind of arrangements because I want to get there early. And so the plan was that, uh, that I would leave out Thursday afternoon when the wife got home. And, uh, and so I pretty much was packing all day to try and get everything in, into the truck. And, and Ben actually needed some help. Uh, carrying some of his stuff there because Scott will tell you later that uh, his car was very flammable when it got there. <laughs> and uh, and I was bringing some of that flammable stuff home with me because Ben had no room in his car 
to make that happen. So we had to actually drive separately, but that actually offered some pretty good times. So Chris Nutt actually uh, hit me up and was like, when you leaving? And I said, Thursday afternoon. He's like, all right, cool. He goes, let's ride together, you know, caravan more or less. And I was like, well, it's gonna be me, you and Ben. He was like, cool, let's do it. And so literally it was like, riding along you know down the highway we were all on the call together and it was like we were shooting the shit like it, we we're doing our own podcast riding all the way to rcho and it was fucking amazing that is <laughs> it, was, badass. it was so you much you should fun. almost record those kind of things and make it like a, a live show on the road it you know i was thinking the same thing i was like how could i get this done and uh so maybe we need to work that out for another time but uh but we did i mean we talked all the way to florence we got out we ate at uh texas roadhouse there and uh you know it was good to catch up with chris because he works so much that i don't hardly see him nor do i in as funny as it sounds but you know when we're at the field it's like we're there to fly and we do talk but uh but to, to kind of not have helis in the mix yet it was really interesting to hear some of the things that's going on with his family good things of course but uh you know things that were going on with his family that you know i don't normally get to hear about and you know and whatever so um, so we ate there. Of course, we got back on the road, and again, we you know did a long call, pretty much all the way there, and uh, and there was some funny moments. I, I I'm sorry that I can't remember some of them, but I think it involved me getting completely lost coming through Raleigh or something and missing the road, and we had to like GPS our way back to where we needed to be, and and yeah, it was it was quite a riot, but. Um, but yeah, so we, we ended up showing up to RCHO pretty late, maybe 10, 1030, somewhere in there, maybe. And, wow. um, but Rich, Chad, who it's, it, it's so funny. Every time the last few events I've been to, it's like Rich and Chad are always there hanging out, <laughs> right? And so uh, it was Rich, Chad, and Jamie Burkholder. And, um, and they were hanging out underneath, you know, the shed there. And, uh, and yeah, we, just, we, we hung out for a long time and chit-chatted and, and, you know, cut up and whatever. And eventually, you know, we, we head back to the hotel to get some rest for the next day. But, um, but yeah, so then that's when we, we head in, you know, that, that morning. So, but uh, yeah, that was the, the Thursday trip. Nice. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what day I actually rolled in, whether it was Thursday or Friday. I think it was Thursday. I, I slept two nights and I drove home. Saturday evening, right? Yeah. Saturday night. So, yeah, I got yeah. there Thursday. Did you so stop in I, at RCHO first or no? Because it was pouring yeah, rain. No, I, I was... slept in the car at the field. Oh, did you? Yeah. So, I think I got there Thursday. Okay. At like 11 a.m. or something. Or Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I started off the day I was pretty sure I was supposed to leave like super early in the morning, but I ended up sleeping in because why would you not? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't pack the car yet. Didn't have anything ready. So I think I slept until like 630 or 7 and then jumped up, jumped in the shower, got ready, threw all of my heli stuff on top of 15 cases of nitro that was in my car, <laughs> which... I'm pretty sure I realized somewhere around, was it Greensboro area, that if I get pulled over, I'm probably incredibly screwed because they might think I'm a terrorist. Right. Yeah. Cause you didn't I mean, have your, you, your hazmat placards on your car. That was a problem. 
I didn't. And if you look in the back, it's all these boxes. If you open one up, it says, you know, danger, poison, toxin, flammable, <laughs> causes cancer in California. So you're fine in North Carolina. Um, all sorts of shit. You drink it, you go blind, nasty stuff. And I'm like, I need to slow down because I was doing like a buck ten at the time, like, you know, nice. cruising on the highway, trying to make some time. And I was like, I better cool down a little bit and not get pulled over because I can get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and there'll be at least four nitro people incredibly pissed off at me if I didn't bring their fuel. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Um, awesome. I think I rolled in, I want to say roughly noon-ish. Pulled into the unfortunately soggy grass, but the rain had just quit, so it wasn't too bad. Um, and then immediately started handing out nitro because I had this like complex or worry or stress stuck on me because I'm like mm. all this flammable liquid, it doesn't belong to me. I want it out of my car. Take it. <laughs> right, right. And I wanted to just like not worry about anything and go fly. So like the first couple hours, I was just like tracking people down. Like, hey, come here, get your nitro. Yeah. <laughs> Handing out boxes left and right, and like I know I pissed some people off because like they were ready to fly, they were hanging out, talking. And I'm like, hey, come help me carry your fuel, and made them take it and put it in their car like day one immediately. Right, right. Because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then I think I proceeded to only fly nitro that entire day. Uh, I didn't even take the electric out of the car. Yeah, you were it killing just, it. Yeah. yeah, 580 nitro back to back all day. Love that thing. Yeah, it was like a tech driver. Yeah, definitely awesome. So, uh, Kyle, what what day did you get there? I ended up rolling up at Friday afternoon sometime. I think it was around three thirty, four o'clock ish. Okay. Um, and there was just so many people there on Friday. It was just absolutely astonishing to see that many people uh, yeah. roll up to the event. Um, I was thinking uh, there'd probably be a little bit less and more people would show up on Saturday. But I think for the majority of it, um, everyone pretty much showed up Friday. And then everyone else that couldn't make it on a Friday was there on Saturday. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many people were there as far as pilot count goes or anything like that. But there was a ton of people. There was more people uh, than I expected, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Thursday was a real chill, quiet day. And then rolling into Friday, it really was like, holy shit, this is an yeah. event. Like, this is way bigger than what I've seen at RCHO in the yeah. past. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that seems to be the case at RCHO, that Friday is just as busy as Saturday. So, yeah. what I heard was, is that the count was around 70 registered pilots at RCHO. Man, that's a lot. And that's, I know that... That is a lot. lot. And, and Friday night, people were throwing down like it's saturday and they gotta leave tomorrow i mean people were, were throwing down with their helicopters pretty hard too especially when we got into the night flying and whatnot so let's back up i know we're bouncing around a little bit but on friday morning uh you know ben and i we had gotten there and um and and we kind of we all got there early on purpose because i i know how it works there if you don't stake your claim you know you're going to be working off a table or somebody's trunk and um so Chris has this really massive, uh, you know, uh, work uh, tent, you know, pop-up that he uses for work. And it has his, you know, company logo and stuff on it and whatever. And so, we set that up right at the corner right there at the front by the, uh, by the shed. And, um, and, of course, then Dan Murnane, you know, he was, he was basically the first one to, to pull out a heli. And, uh, and I was like, go in live. Let's do this. 
<laughs> oh, you got his rooster pool live? I, I didn't I? I think I did. I, I never saw it, but if you did, that's badass. I was probably asleep. No, no, I, I left the field. <laughs> yeah, I, yep. I, I think I got it. Um, but yep. uh, I think you did. Yeah, I so, confirm it. Yeah, he was uh, throwing down with it early, man. I was like, holy cow! I'm thinking to myself, like, this is too early for me. I'd, I'd already planned it, <laughs> but, but that's Dan, you know. Yeah, he's an animal. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I remember now, though. I got all pissy and hangry because I hadn't eaten that last night, I guess. And I woke <laughs> up and it was really early. And I'm texting Eric Shue. I'm like, dude, we're going to breakfast right now. We're going to Waffle House. Nice. And I saw your live stream while I was sitting at Waffle House, stuffing my face full of syrup and waffles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I was like, man, I wanted the rooster pool. Yeah. But I was also going to die of hunger. Right. Right. Yeah, because when you get there, you typically, like, food becomes, like, way back in the back of your mind at that point. Yeah, I uh, woke up and I was like, I felt sick. I felt dizzy. I was like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. God, I screwed up. Yeah. And then after I ate Waffle House, I felt 30 times worse, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I, like yeah. I was going to throw up, but... Stomach full of syrup. Yeah, it was yeah. so bad. Such a bad decision. But Eric Shu loves Waffle House, and he's been, like... Every time we go anywhere, he begs me to go to Waffle House. So I was like, all right, That's screw funny. it. We'll, we'll do this. I'm so hungry. I don't care. <laughs> I told and him he, never again. Yeah, he's got an iron stomach. That guy can eat anything. He's, he's wild and he's always eating. <laughs> <laughs> if always. Eric's not eating, something's wrong. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I need to add that to the notes. Holy cow. <laughs> totally forgot about that. Let's uh, talk about Eric's eating habits. Yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah, we'll, Does he we'll, know about Bill Ann? Late night cooking? <laughs> he can hit it off. Bill I think that's where he's getting his ideas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, so while you were stuffing your face, not only did we see, uh, you know, the, the morning pool, the, the first rooster pool, but we also got to see Dan's little home creation. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, we, I think they were calling it the Dan Renane special. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it basically consisted of the Goblin Nitro front end, you know, the, the motor, the clutch Mm -hmm. stack and all that stuff. Uh, I think it was a T-Rex head. The frames were custom cut frames from Gregor McGrath. He was using a 30 mil boom, carbon boom. Uh, all the aluminum pieces were CNC'd by him. So anything aluminum he cut, including the tail case, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I didn't know Gregor could do carbon. Did you guys know? Yeah. 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 Wish I knew that a year ago. That's your boy. (laughs) Your boy. Um, but yeah, so he, he did that. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. It was a two stage gearing type system. So yeah, it was from a black thunder, um, but he flipped it inverted. Okay. Yeah. So what he changed was, you know, the main gear is off of black thunder and he used the secondary gear off of black thunder as well. But he flipped it upside down that way that lifted the nitro motor up closer to the main disc to raise the CG. That was the whole point was, was getting everything closer to the disc. Yep. And the fuel tank was right bang under the main shaft as centered as you could possibly get it. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, it, it, it sounded rich to me. Uh, so to see him like really flog on it, we didn't ever get to see that, but mm-hmm. it was like running a lower head speed or something. Cause I think if maybe it was cause how he had it geared. Is that right? I don't know. I mean, he used standard black thunder gearing, so it shouldn't be wildly different. It, it definitely was not wrapping up what you would normally hear out of a 90 size machine. 
So yeah. I, maybe I, he didn't I want to blow it up. <laughs> maybe. I mean, that's very possible. Uh, it he didn't did. didn't make it out later at night, did it? But um, yeah, I think he didn't want to destroy his his project there. Yeah, yeah. But it was super cool to see. I mean, it, it's always fun to see something someone's created, even if they're using existing parts. You know, that's that's how it starts, right? Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if he, you know, started keep it or kept at it, and maybe we'll see some new breed of helicopter coming from Dan. I think that'd be super cool. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, for me after that, uh, you know, I, I basically, I don't know how it happened. I just, every time someone went out to fly, I broke out the camera and went live and tried to just film as many things as I possibly could to, uh, you know, to get, I think, well, I think Gucci sort of inspired it. It was just like, where's the videos? <laughs> he's prodding you trying to get you to share oh, oh yeah so no, uh, it, was, it was good i mean when i got home and looked online i saw all these live videos from you i was like damn it's like news coverage yeah <laughs> right well i was i was going to my depression stage of not being able to calm down <laughs> and yeah. i said you know where's my field reporter like you know this is you know you made fun of me of being the i-team investigator i'm like you're gonna be my field reporter he, <laughs> he did not disappoint i was mad on saturday you slow down. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's been like two hours with nothing. What's good, man? It was yeah. awesome. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. I think Tom, Tom Shin appreciated it too because he is in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. He was bummed yeah. out. He posted a couple times about not being happy that he couldn't make it. Yeah. It's a real yeah. shame too because like Tom Shin's a big part of RCHO when oh, he yeah. shows up too. He's, he's, he's one of the awesome guys to hang out with there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've seen some incredible fights from him too. So from my perspective, it was super helpful too, uh, Kevin, with you doing all those videos, because I, so with it being a first event and I wasn't able to just due to scheduling and some adult issues, wasn't able to be there on Friday. I had no idea what I was walking into. Right. And so just seeing some videos and seeing some walkthroughs and seeing some, like just all the videos that were, that were getting posted on the hangout were, I don't know. I felt like it was a, a little more like uh not as foreign when i first showed up i was like oh i saw this on the video last night or oh i saw whatever yeah yeah uh somebody needs to remind me next time to do kind of a walk around and like you know walk the field and and yeah like sherman did yeah yeah well he did didn't he he sure did yeah i'm glad he did that he showed everyone's helis who was there what was going on the flight stations that was a cool video i like that yeah i i like yeah i agree with what you said as far as like uh, you know, it shows you what you're kind of in for, what the event's like. It kind of breaks you yeah. into it. And a lot of times if I'm like on the fence about going to an event, cause stuff in life just kind of seems to be getting in the way. And I'll see people posting a bunch of live videos on a Friday and I'm like, Oh God, I, I got to drive there. And I jump in the car and I, I make it for Saturday. <laughs> right. You know, nice. it, it like teases you enough to, to really wish you were there and pull the trigger on going. Oh yeah. Well, and that was that was kind of my goal was, you know, to bring footage to people, but also to definitely reel them in and make them see just how special RCHO is. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I knew, of course, like combat was going to be like grand finale. And I was like, <laughs> man, I got to bring this big, you know, so um, but we'll get to that. But uh, yeah. Oh, here's one more point I just thought of. So it, it helped me feel a lot more included, too. So like when I showed up on Saturday. 
guys were talking about stories. Oh, did you see this? Did you see that? This guy crashed this, that I, I saw it all. I saw it all on, That's uh, awesome. on, on your video. So I could, I could be part of those conversations, even yeah. though I wasn't able to be there on Friday. That's awesome. I thought it was awesome that you did that mission accomplished. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, I speaking, think, I think, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, sh- I think we should start live streaming like every flight at events we go invite bleh, at events we go to now. Like, who cares if no one does anything cool or, if, you know, if, if I'm yelling at you because I'm like, no, warm up flight. Who cares? Yeah. Post it. Crappy yeah, flight. No. <laughs> and the funny thing was, is like, I did it so much that like people were then like, you know, you're going to film me, right? <laughs> you know? I'm like, okay, fine. I'll beat you. I'll be your video bitch, you know, whatever. Uh, but you, yeah. you got everyone else but me. I know. Thanks, Kevin. I know. Where was I? We were all sitting down watching them fly with their jaws on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, Oh, man. Speaking of on the floor, Mm. Kevin's tail. Yeah. On his success machine. Sloppy in the rear. (laughs) A little sloppy in the rear. He was doing a badass flight, flying super low. Everybody moved back as one would when Kevin flies. (laughs) Sure as shit. Guess what? It hits the ground. Mach 4. And somehow this dude saves it. Yeah, that was a pretty, uh, so, well, so let's be completely truthful here. I was doing like pirouetting rainbows and I wasn't doing rainbows. I was doing what we would call like waterfall rainbows because it was falling. Oh, I was like, what are you? (laughs) Right. It's like, dude, you're getting closer and closer to the ground. And and I was like, my thought was, I was like, ah, I I, I got this. It'll be okay. I'll fix it, you know, whatever on the backside. And then I'll go off and do something else. And I did not. Just like your funnels. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I did not fix it. And, um, and yeah, the tail just kind of tapped the ground and it kind of flew up in the air where I kind of got the disc flat, you know, grabbed hold of course, and, and, uh, and landed it perfectly. And man, that was by far probably the cheapest crash. No, that's not true because the 800 from years ago was still, still the cheapest (laughs) at 12 bucks, but this one was, yeah, this one was a servo horn and the, the tail blades. And that was it. Literally it was back flying after that. (laughs) Yeah. Super clean save. It was like, and then you hit hold, leveled it out and landed. Everyone was like, woo. We all thought it was going in for sure, but it was it was textbook yeah. recovery. Nice um, work. Yeah, thank you. I wish we'd have gotten it on film for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. Again, I was too busy watching and hiding. <laughs> hiding. <true. laughs> oh yeah. Gosh. And like immediately after your flight, Jay's like, hey, hey, Scott, come here. Yeah. Come look in the trailer. Come here. So I'm like, oh, God, what's going on? So I walk back there and then Rodney's in on it, too. He's like, hey, come look at this. And then Chad, day Chad is there. Hey, hey, look in there. So I go peer in the door of the trailer and there's this light up tombstone and it says Scott Graham up top, RCHO, and it's got a crashed helicopter on the right and a giant penis with a smile on the left hand side. <laughs> I was like, oh, there we go. And they're like, oh. yeah, here's your, your trophy for being a dick. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, oh, guys. Oh, man, it was so great. Y'all are the best friends I've ever had. That's right. Yeah, I wish truly, I friends. truly. <laughs> I mean... That's love right there, you know? Oh, oh man. So, yeah, I guess they had made these tombstones <laughs> because so cool. the whole intent was that whenever a heli crashed, they'd take these little orange stakes and hammer them into the ground wherever the heli crashed. Right. And then at the end of the vi- event, they'd lay out all these tombstones for where they were. All the people and, that crashed uh, over the weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah. Who who was the first person that that stole their shit in the ground again? Uh, unfortunately, it was me. Oh. Was it you? <laughs> oh yeah, my it gosh. was me. Numero uno. I was thrown down with the Protos Nitro, having a fantastic time, and then I lost it in the trees. <laughs> was it really in the trees? No, I, I lost orientation because of the trees. It was like oh, golden hour, but I didn't have a canopy on, and it got yeah. real dark, and then the ground was there. That was pretty much the end of it. <laughs> I heard it, and, I, and, and then I thought, the ground was there. Yeah, I, I thought it was Brandon, to be honest, and I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, holy shit, Kyle's here? This is amazing. How did I miss this flight? Like, I must have been doing something when you guys pulled up. And and yeah, you didn't waste any time, man. You you busted right out to the to the flight line, and and I was like, oh man, he put oh, it he's, in. He's hitting the starter while he's putting his car in, in park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. trying to get out there and at least get a warm up flight in before night flying right. was going to happen. And the next thing you know, I put it in. Um, thankfully, Chris Nutt was there, and he's like, I got parts for that. And I'm like, do you? And he's like, yeah, man, I got I got a whole kit over here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you will be my nice. best friend. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up. Stake in. Say again? Who hammered your stake in? The orange. I think marker? it was Alex Fredrickson. Mm. Yeah, dude, yeah, he was he man. was like running back and forth like he a madman, grabbing yeah. stakes, grabbing the hammer, and like full on sprinting to whatever. I crashed <laughs> it, and then next thing you know, there's Alex. He's like come zooming by me with like a hammer in his hand. I'm like, what's this dude about to do to my helicopter? <laughs> That's awesome. It's already broken. <laughs> He's gonna make it the smaller pieces. <laughs> so then he proceeds to take a stake, an orange stake, and pound it into the ground beside my helicopter. I'm like, what's that for? And then they went on to describe how they're gonna lay out all the tombstones after all the helicopters crash yeah. and the spots where they crashed. So <laughs> so speaking of that, since we've already brought it up, uh, just so everybody knows too, um, that was a... Uh, it was gifted by Chad Taylor and yeah, the Chad. Chad. And he, uh, he was the one who, um, it wasn't 3d printed it, but it was, um, why did he do that? Actually? I forget now. The tombstones. Yeah. 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 They're like laser etched or whatever. Laser. Yeah. Etched. That's what it was. I was looking for. And, uh, so I, I don't. Anyway, just not doesn't matter like who bought them or how that that transposed, but um, but he was the one who created those, and um, it was such a cool idea, you know, to <laughs> lay all those out of the out on the field with you know all the carnage and <laughs> yeah, so pretty neat. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was really cool of Chris Nutt to hook you up with parts. Yeah, yeah. Chris was like, "I got all these parts here. We'll get it up and flying tonight." I was like, "Oh, that's fantastic!" Hell yeah. Huge shout out to Chris Nutt. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, man. That's a bro right there. Out. He had such a good time. I mean, we, man, it was, we were all like in rare form. You know, we were just hooting and hollering and, and screaming <laughs> stuff at people. And yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it was so cool. Oh. But, uh, hey, who yeah. else was there? Uh, we had Captain Cardigan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Who's Captain yeah. Cardigan, handsome, Kevin? Man. We had Luke Duke and, uh, you know, oh, Luke Duke. Yeah, he was flying his Logo 700, and uh, it was super smooth, just like his haircut. Looking sharp. Yeah, as always. Talking about Zach Waddell, but uh, yeah, yeah, he was there. And um, yeah, because they got there a little bit later on. Um, did he get there Friday, or was it Saturday he got there? Because he came in with the camper. 
pretty sure it was Friday evening because I remember having to help him figure out if he could fit the camper there and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And and of course Thomas Mabry was there. Uh, you know everybody knows Brandon Cooper. Uh, you know a lot of these guys I was I was filming, especially Brandon Cooper. Um. Uh, Eric Shue, of course, was there. Mike Lawrence. You know, I'm speaking a lot of people from Charlotte here. So I'm, there's going to be tons of people I'll forget. But but the point I'm making is, is that um, those group of folks towards the end of the day, uh, Mike was actually smoking off a um, a pork butt. And uh, he and... Smoking butts. Smoking butts. And so, um, yeah, he, he was trying something new with injecting it and... Uh, I'll tell you, man, it was pretty good. It was uh, it was not bad at all. I uh, I went back for seconds, so that says something, right? Yeah. But um, but yeah, no was... ifs, ands, or buts about yeah. it. Yeah, but it was cool that you know we had their camper on site. I think he rented that camper, but we all went back to that and hung out, and you know we're just chilling out, talking, you know, laughing, eating food, and, and it was it was a great time. It was super cool to still be on site, you know, where we could go and watch some night flying which we're going to get to here but um but yeah it was it was it was really cool to catch up with all of you guys man it's always a good time so uh but um then i think we headed back out to the field and who was there that was uh what i mean what was he like a two pump chump it was like 20 seconds <laughs> mr brandon <laughs> Jeez. No, Brandon. Brandon had so many flights. He's throwing down all day and all night. The dude doesn't give up until his helicopters give up. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. I guess yeah. Jay Treadway came out, and well, hang on. Before we get any further, like some of you guys arrived before this time, right? I mean, yeah, so, yeah. Kyle and. Uh, Ryan, when did you get there? I'm sorry, one more time. So I, I got there Saturday morning, so okay. I'll jump in yeah. once we, we segue. Into okay, you were after that's right. that. Okay. That's right. All right, so you didn't see any of the shenanigans that night, but Kyle, you did, right? Um, Which night? Friday night? Friday yeah. night, yeah. With the uh, fire pit? Involved Hell in yeah, <laughs> tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah, to watch so him on the, Facebook Live. Yeah, so... <laughs> the f- Whoever, and I think it had something to do with Jay Treadway and Scott Graham and possibly Chad, um, but they thought it was a fantastic idea to light a fire in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. So they proceeded to do so. I'm not even kidding, uh, right? Like, he walked up to me and said, if theoretically I lit a fire in the middle of the field, would you be scared to fly over it? <laughs> I was like, hell no, I like that bitch. Let's do it. <laughs> so they lit the fire. And next thing you know, everyone's just getting ready to get a pool on the fire for some reason. Um, numerous people were just throwing down this fire. Uh, Scott came out with the 580 Nitro, was throwing down, doing pirouetting TikToks over top of it. Um, just all kinds of crazy stuff. It was just fantastic. And then Brandon Cooper decided to uh, get a black nitro pool mm. on the singular. fire. Yes, pool, yeah. singular. On the fire of death, in his case. Um, so he proceeded to do this flight, and next thing you know, it is 
flying into a thousand pieces and chicken dancing over on the flight line to the left of the fire. <laughs> oh god! It was amazing though. If you watch it the video, just, dude bounces it off the tailcase. Like it doesn't crash and it hits the ground almost twice. So it hits once in the tailcase. The tail spins 360 degrees around, hits again, and it's still going. And the blades are still intact. And it's moved like five or six feet at this point. Dude, when the like, when the awesome. boom I don't came, know how he pulled it off. When the boom came off, dude, that whole like carcass of the main frame looked like a head rolling across the yard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it looked like decapitation for sure. The uh, boom came off and was like literally spiraling like a football in the air. The main frame and blades are just like spinning around. They yeah. hit the ground and roll. And then next thing you know, it's like chicken dancing because like the whole front fan shroud just disintegrated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, he didn't even get to have fun. I think he got one, you know, wind you gust on the fire. Talking. Yeah. And then <laughs> and it was done. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was such a riot. I'm I glad it got on thing, film, though. Yeah, I'm so glad it was on film. Yeah. I guess the biggest thing is flying concentrating on the heli is one thing but when people have never focused on something else while flying at the same time and like aiming for something it becomes a whole other animal oh yeah like you end up watching the fire and stuff and paying attention like trying to get the fire more than you're paying attention to yourself flying Mm -hmm. and it just all goes out the window and goes to shit (laughs) so (laughs) if things explode right and if i'm not mistaken i I can't remember what night that was. I, I'm fairly certain that it was Friday night that Chris Nutt went up well as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, it was. He went up with his night blades. With, with the his night blades. Nitro. Yeah. And he put on a heck of a flight. Like, he was flying around a lot. He was coming in and swooping on the fire. And and uh, and then something happened where he, he dumb-thumbed it in and it just... <laughs> So I was like, "Oh man, the night blades!" You know, I, I oh, felt, I felt so bad. Yeah, but uh, he was a good sport about it, though. Oh yeah, like as soon as it went in, like the first thing he said to me is, "Those blades flew like shit anyway." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, buddy." <laughs> yeah, and then that's when he They're turned gone. around. He turned around. And he was like, "Hey, Kyle, I'm gonna need that fucking boom back." <laughs> it was funny. He crashed three feet from where I crashed my Protoss Nitro, and then he needed a boom and links, and that's the same thing that I needed for my helicopter. Oh, Oh, that he gave me literally an hour ago. <laughs> right, right. Oh my god, it was so funny. Uh, I don't know why they came up with that or where it was from, but that was that was fun. It was. It was. You definitely set the bar, that's for sure. On fire. <laughs> well, we'll see. Or about at least tried that. to. It, uh, chill out, won't we? Yeah, and then it was like Dan Murnane jumped in too and started like oh, yeah. one-upping everything. So we just started going off each other, and I was like, "This is going to end in tears." Yeah, no, he so. flew his fly bar over it. So did he fly the fly yeah. bar over it? Oh he my god, nuts. what an incredible flight! Yeah, it was. So I, I finally had to bow out, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to go to sleep because I'm going to destroy some shit if I don't <laughs> stop." <laughs> I had to call it a day. Yeah. Well, I had already put my stuff away because I was like, nah, I'm not going to do night flying. I want to bring my stuff home in one piece. And uh, 
and there was like horrible moisture in the air too and like everybody's stuff was getting soaking wet my charger was wet i mean it was it was really bad and um so i was toweling everything off and putting it in the truck to make sure it didn't you know my main shaft it might rust right yeah (laughs) my stuff got all soupy like my radio case was soaked the table it was on was wet i was worried about water in my nitro and stuff and i was like oh this is this is really bad it was the thing for me is i had already packed pretty much everything up for my crash (laughs) right right lucky dude yeah so dan was flying those kbdd blades on that Mm. uh yeah fly bar and those things look fantastic under the lights right yeah the bright orange on the underside was Mm -hmm. wicked yeah yeah i think that sort of uh wrapped up friday no yeah i think so so moving into saturday of course that's when ryan showed up so tell us about your uh departure and arrival to our show so saturday morning packed i had everything packed up the night before left uh, about six in the morning um and then uh that put me there had uh I, I don't know what I ate the night before, but uh, I had a had a rough trip on the way up. So about six bathrooms later, I show up about nine, Ouch. and uh, luckily, luckily I did because uh, as everyone knows, RCHO isn't exactly plagued with facilities. So, <laughs> um, so I got there, and so Chad, I know Chad Taylor from uh, the field that I fly at. Um, he lives around me. Um, so, I I had, he kind of walked me on or talked me on to, uh, where I should park and all right, here's the flight line. This is how this goes. This is how that goes. Chad's awesome about that. Very, he's been around for forever. So he answers all my dumb questions and all (laughs) that stuff. So, um, and, uh, he's super humble too he'll just say you ask him oh so what do you fly or what do you do just just trying to hover (laughs) all the time um but he can he can fly a lot better than hovering um and let's see so got there um rich sours was uh um under the tent there and then like you said jamie jamie was over there so met those guys um kind of unpacked a little bit and just got my got my wits about me um registered for the uh for the event there on site and then uh and then proceeded to just watch um for a little while um the biggest thing that stood out to me like instantly with it being my first event was just how how crazy everything looks in person uh as opposed to on video right right so like you know i've I've watched all the the pros and all the youtube videos that you can find on crazy helicopter flying um but then you've got like a guy like dan renee just just beating the piss out of a helicopter right Mm -hmm. in front of you and it's like oh my gosh um it would i mean there's there's no way to explain that to someone, you know, and someone asks, Oh, so what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I went to a helicopter uh, flying thing. <laughs> right. you know, like, there's no way In their mind, they're like lame, right? <laughs> Loser. <laughs> yep. There's no way to explain that. Uh, yeah. My, uh, my heart was raised and I was ducking for cover, you know, <laughs> because, yeah. uh, not because it was, you know, because someone was flying over your head, <clears throat> but uh, mm. because they were, you know, 
it was just it was just loud in your face you know a flying lawnmower chainsaw yeah. thing flying around right in front of you it's uh yeah the blade noise is pretty, much more intense in person. You know? yeah yeah enthusiastic yeah. exploration of mechanical limitations <laughs> <laughs> okay that's it <laughs> sounds like you're selling me something yeah no for sure um that that was definitely the the number one thing that stood out to me Im- immediately um was one i was like oh, wow like i like you can just feel it like the the power of these these machines whereas you don't get any of that on a video no um so that that was pretty cool that's awesome yeah so uh what did you bring to play with then um, so I mistakenly brought, um, I, I guess I, I should have asked Chad all these dumb questions initially. Um, but, uh, I only brought, um, two 700s. Okay. Um, and I instantly realized also that, uh, RCHO is a, a, compared to where I fly, it's a very, very small field. Um, yeah. It's very, very shallow um, in uh, in depth from from where the pilot station is to your what the tree line. Right. Um, so uh, you know everybody's flying real close into them, um, and and it might not be close for everybody, but it was really close for me um, compared to how close I usually fly. So that that was a little nerve wracking initially, um, but. I sh- I think that if I would have brought uh, like a 550, I think that would have been a, a perfect size for that. Sure. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I hear that a lot with people that go to RCHO for the first time. They they feel a little choked up a little bit with how close the backstop is. Yeah. Yep. And it's not really as close as you think, but it looks super close. And you feel like, you know, one hurricane in, you're going to end up with weeds on the way back. I don't know. Ask Chris <laughs> not about his XL520 flight, you know? <laughs> Did I mean, he hit the trees? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was whizzing around doing his NASCAR pull. And uh, you know, all of a sudden, he's passing by his trees and you hear, Burrup! you know. Hell, yeah. Did he make it out the other side? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Oh, That's like stuff legends are made of. Right. So, yeah, it was. Uh, but I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think um, my first time going there, I, I think I flew my 550 more than I did anything just because of fact there is that slight intimidation of of the trees being there and you know you figure smaller is better right but um but now of course with how they've cleared everything out i mean geez like you know you could definitely do 700s all day long without any issues for sure so yeah one one with uh with a skill set might be able to there you go well there's that but but there was a lot of great flying there for sure um i mean i i know you're on your end who did you get to see down on the the second fly station there was there anybody memorable that you uh got to see um so except for that one um, guy scott he's not important you have to talk about him. no <laughs> no they were i mean there were a couple guys um you know they're just constantly flying over there um the um a couple guys kept rotating around the Align Nitros and stuff, and you know, T-Rex 700 Nitro. Is it... Was it Mike? I think, maybe. Super nice dude. Yeah. Um, I, th- I want to say it was Mike. I, I don't know his last name, though. Um, but uh, everyone that was flying over there was, I mean, 
everybody that I saw flying was awesome. So, um, I just kind of stand back and, and watch for a while. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that flight station over there was busier than the main flight line. Yeah. I was hearing that. Yeah. Like if you wanted to go fly at flight station two, you're eight in line easily. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, there was, uh, but there was uh, quite a few people down there. Um, a couple of them were were listeners of the show too that I met at Mowdown, and um, uh, I sadly can't remember names, but uh, but I did see you, and I we we did chat for a minute or two, but um, but yeah, I I was more so up around the first flight station most of the time. I think it was because the fact that uh, that's what I'm used to. <laughs> you know, it's a like, shorter walk. <laughs> well, facts. Uh, but, I, you know, a lot of people, that's where they congregate, you know, is the first flight station, I guess. But, um, yeah. you know. Because yeah. that is our CHO at that end. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so uh, Alex Fredrickson, of course, uh, he um, he had a day, didn't he? Oh God, man! His yeah. nickname's now Thumper. <laughs> oh, my. I had no idea. Uh, but he put it. What did he put in? Like two, or did he put in three? I can't remember. I know that the, the I mean, comp. If you'd like to keep the list shorter, we can say what did he not put in. Oh, there you go. Fact. It's way easier. <laughs> yeah, probably his five eighty. Yeah, but uh, if we had awards as well for velocity <laughs> and commitment for destroying your helicopters. That yeah. dude takes the cake. Yeah. He he had some some bad days, but or a bad day, but um, yeah, which, felt uh, kind of bad for him. Yeah, but it's part of it. It is part of it, man. It, yeah. it is part. Was of Friday that or Saturday the day that he he put in his Black Thunder? His uh, yes, the comp. Or, yeah, because oh, yeah. I got, I got to watch that one. That was that yeah. was my favorite crash for the day. Yeah, so I want to hear. He real I want to hear what happened before the crash. But what I caught was I was sitting under an awning. I was sitting under Chris Nutt's awning. And literally, I'm just sitting there looking. I can't see the heli because it's above the, you know, the line of the awning. And all of a sudden, I just see this thing freaking soar in at like 90 miles an hour straight down, just zoop, boom, and then destruction. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so that was I didn't pretty see much the flight, it. I and I didn't see what led up to that. So I'm really curious <laughs> how that dude got himself in that much of a pickle. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't know if he was going up for an overspeed. Um, but he said, he said the tail let go. Um, yeah, that's why he was, he was super mm. upset about that at, at the end. Um, but, oh my gosh, that thing came down at Mach 6. I see these playbacks in my head of how hard it went in. Yeah. I, and that wasn't one that made it on film, right? So I, no, there was no, no. <laughs> no documentation, yeah. unfortunately, but. Yeah, he he was super bummed about that one, and um, but you know, if it's a favorite heli, man, got to keep it nosebleed, you know. Yeah, he got over it. We reminded he him did. that the nickname for that heli is called Lunch Money because he paid yeah. like <laughs> sub a hundred dollars for it. He basically paid for it with his lunch money. He said, right. So like he remind, remembered that, and he was like, yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's right. you know, it, it went in, but I got a deal, so whatever. Right. Right. Uh, he's he's cool with it. But dude, that was that was funny. Yeah. Oh, Brian James was uh was another guy that I flew with over there. Oh, okay. That's, I I couldn't uh couldn't And where was he? Place from? the name. I couldn't tell you exactly where he was from, but uh Does he listen to our show? 
Yeah, he was one of the guys that we were um, standing around with you uh, talking when you were waiting for uh, Scott to get up to to do the full pool school. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, he's a guy that just bought a V-Bar that day, and, and he's gotten into it recently. So he's a cool dude. I met him. I want to say I met him in Virginia the first time. Okay. I think. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of diving in both feet first, getting into the hobby. So super nice people. Yeah, I was gonna make a joke, but I can't. I can't now. Oh, what was your joke? <laughs> uh, I was expecting to be like, I don't think he does. I like, well, he's not important then, so don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, oh, I'm he just... doesn't listen to the show, <laughs> right? I was gonna make a joke when he said yes. I'm like, oh, we're up to three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did while we were standing down there. Somebody said something. You're like, holy crap, we're up to five listeners. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's like four four more than Shaggy. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Shaggy. Balls. Yeah. So, uh, so then, uh, so I got, I got my, uh, my Arctic camo Kraken, uh, thing inspired by Scott Graham. Mm. Um, got it out and, uh, put it up and just kind of felt out on the first flight, like kind of felt out the, the area and like saw how fat or, you know, how, how deep the field was and whatnot. And it, it was a lot tighter than I was, um, that I'm used to flying in. So, mm-hmm. um, so flew that, uh, saw a guy flying, just thrown down over on the, on the main flight line. And, um, I didn't know who he was, but I was like, who the hell is that guy? And what is he wearing right now? Um, I didn't know what he was wearing. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what he was wearing, but I knew I couldn't afford it. Um, and then, uh, so those are some expensive cardigans. <laughs> those so, boots, man. It was the boots. Killer boots, man. <laughs> so, I was, uh, I, I got, got, uh, got another battery in the crack and waited through the line and whatnot. And then, uh, and then put up, uh, the most infamous and embarrassing flight, uh, that I've, <laughs> ever, be so that I've ever flown. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. was, uh, was doing some maneuvers and whatnot. Um, got, uh, came around my left side, um, was, super uncomfortable with how close it was. Uh, I was super close to both me and the flight line and, uh, made a decision that was, <laughs> I mean, it, like I was screwed either way, but basically I, I reacted, I hit the hold switch. Um, and so now I had a, a 700 size heli over my left shoulder, uh, right at the fence. Um, oh, and it's now losing head speed. Um, and had to make a couple of um decisions like all i saw my my whole the helicopter flying career coming crashing down (laughs) as as uh as i think there were three or four people that probably crapped their pants uh on right behind me i did um (laughs) i was standing (laughs) i was standing like 100 or 200 feet from you and i didn't know it was you i didn't know what heli it was i just heard people freaking out and i heard a 700 going nuts over my head and i couldn't see it yeah, and never in my it. life have I not been able to make a decision where I, what direction <laughs> to run. But like, I'm I'm like left, right, left, right, 
left and I just don't make a decision at all. And I'm just like, I start squatting out of nowhere and I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I start squatting down. <laughs> I think, I think like, I could hear it. I didn't know what it was coming from. That and I started right. squatting when I heard it go into bailout and spool up again. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. So, th- <laughs> so but this is when you. on the saw. Yeah, but this is when you went over the, uh, the parking lot, right? Yeah. So, oh, okay. Right, yeah. So no. See, I didn't start crapping my pants until his helicopter was making it over to the airport's runway, and he was wanting to tandem with Shaggy in a full-scale <laughs> plane. That's when I started shitting my pants. <laughs> was, oh God! I was yeah, like, so many pairs of pants. Oh yeah, so many pairs of pants that were. So that I was like, dude, shit. I'm like, what? Talk about impeccable timing! Like the one time is they're like landing, you're trying to meet them and head them off. Like it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot going on. I don't know if I remember the plane landing, but um, well, I was mostly focused on trying to keep the Kraken from landing. Sure. Um, so, uh, uh, helicopter starts drifting. So, uh, um, I, I hit the hold switch, uh, whether that was a good decision or not. Um, either way I was still fighting through. Um, so my, my dad always tells the story of, uh, his dad, who was a, a, a private pilot always says, you know, never stop flying the aircraft. And so I was still trying to get a hold of it. Um, but then leveling the blades out, trying to keep it floating, trying to get it to the parking lot, uh, or something that's away from people. Right. And then I, I'm like, Oh, I've got bailout like enabled, like I can flip out of this and I can get it back. And like, no one has to die today. Um, so that's, that's basically what happened. I, 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 flicked out a hold uh it spooled back up that's when scott crapped his pants and then um (laughs) i flew it back um back over everyone said back to the flight line or back to the uh where it's supposed to be back where where (laughs) it was a good save it was and uh it's a good save and then uh flipped it onto hold in control that time and uh autoed it down yeah so it was uh it was a uh, it was what it was. Um, it was a mistake. Shouldn't have happened, but it did, uh, saved it. No one got hurt. And then, uh, everyone was really gracious about it. Uh, they were, I had a couple of guys come up and be like, Hey man, like shit happens. Um, and then I had a couple of guys be like, you know, Hey, that was, that was a great save. Uh, don't ever do that again, but Holy shit. <laughs> um, you know, um, so, uh, not, not the best start to my first event. Um, not the best start to my first, uh, you know, Hey, if it makes you feel I, any Ryan. better. <laughs> if, you're right. If it, come, come that's an icebreaker, right? There. <laughs> like, right. That's the thing is like, it, like whether man, whether you, whether someone wants to say it or not, like I could feel, you know, everyone looking at me, you know, like, Oh shit. Like, like, I don't want to fly with that guy. Right. Like watch out. Nah. That guy's flying. And that died off within like an hour. I wouldn't worry about I, it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and to be completely uh, honest too, I think it's how the person deals with it after the fact, yep. you know, whether they're kind of you know, humble about it, you know, apologetic about it. You know, I didn't mean to, sorry, you know, yada, yada, yada. I think that 
that goes way further than the, the incident itself kind of thing. You know, if you were like cocky about it, or it was like, oh, you know, screw you, I fly what I want, I'm saving my helicopter kind of thing, it would be taken way wrong. But like, you were really cool about it. You know, you apologize like immediately before anybody said anything. Like everyone knew it was an yep. accident. It wasn't. Yep. Yeah. So I wouldn't even worry about it. I don't think anybody's well, going to care. That. Yeah. Everything's cool. And so I basically spent the rest of the event just trying to, you know, be like, hey, look, see, I, I can fly in the correct space. <laughs> um, <laughs> stay in a box. <laughs> I can stay in a box. Look at me. I'm so safe over here. Um, so, yeah. I am I think it's, all, it, it's, you know, blown over or whatnot. Um, and, and, and that's what I try to do. I, I just, you just got to own it. You know, yep, I screwed up. No big deal. Like, until now, on, you know? since you've aired it out on a podcast and, um, People in other countries will know who you are. Yeah. Yep. No, There's like five people well, now that are going to be irate. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Darren Weens. He's going to be like, don't come yeah. up here, eh? Yeah, you're not allowed well, in Canada, eh? I, <laughs> Tim Horton's no fly zone, eh? No, I don't, I don't want to make light of the situation to the point where someone would get the idea hearing it. It was like, oh, that guy is just, you know, he doesn't care. No, uh, absolutely not. But but when, when something does happen, you know, like this this hobby is not 100 percent safe and you know you gotta you gotta recover you gotta keep flying sure um you can't just i mean i mean i've heard stories of guys that just straight up hang up their hat and never you know never show up again and i i don't want to be that guy either so oh man learn from your mistakes so yep well moving along uh so we we did uh have a fellow podcaster there um we had steve yoon that showed up from freefall rc and, uh, of course, he brought a 580 electric and a 580 nitro. Uh, no Miata. Yeah, Mr. Miata. No, he didn't bring a Miata. Oh, he didn't bring a Miata. That's true. He didn't. Mm -hmm. He should have. I was actually. disappointed. Yeah. Does it even drive yet? I don't know that it drives. I don't think so. He took it apart and he can't figure out where all the bolts go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Well... He ended up pitting with us for, for most of the, the time and uh, always uh, just an, an incredible good time to hang out with Steve and, uh, and to catch up. But uh, so um, he once again questioned my setup. Um, I might have put on a pretty aggressive 6S flight with the 580. Uh, so much so that Shaggy was like, on the other end of the field saying, oh yeah, that's Kevin flying his 12S. <laughs> <laughs> Showing what 6S can do. Yeah, and uh, I might have made Scott pee a little. Always. And, um, sorry, Scott. Scott, you went through a lot of pants, didn't you? He does. Yeah, yeah I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a wee fairty. <laughs> why, why do you think early on in the show we're like, Scott didn't wear pants? Because, you know, what's the, what's the yeah. point? You're tired of changing them all the time. Tired of changing them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, after that flight, the funniest thing happened and it was really, uh, it was funny to hear Freefall's last, um, podcast when we were talking about it, but they are like, you know, uh, talking about Ben Miner coming up to people's helis and, you know, looking at their helis and of course everybody gets in this state of fear of like, oh my God, what's he going to say about my heli? You know, kind of thing. And so after this flight that I put on and everybody changed their underwear, uh, you know, I set it down and, and Ben Miner came over and started fondling the tail of my helicopter. And I'm like, oh, God, like, what's going on here? And, uh, and then he just walks away, you know, 
And uh, so I have no idea what he thought or what he was thinking, but um, maybe he was thinking like, how the hell did this tail hold together with that guy flying it that way? I don't, I don't really know. But See, I wouldn't even worry. If he walked up to my heli to look at it, I'd look at him and go, yeah, I'm impressed that works, right? <laughs> Me too. Look at the underside. Super well, glue. <laughs> so, you know, due to the previous night of all the, the moisture in the air and getting all over my helis, like I was in a panic. And so I wiped everything down and I broke out the tri-flow and I'm like throwing freaking oil at the main shaft. And I was like squeezing it all over the tail shaft and everything else. So I thought he just looked down and said, damn, this thing really is sloppy in the rear. Holy fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's what I thought he was thinking, but, uh, but yeah, so, but yeah, it was just really funny that they brought that, brought that up on the show and, uh, and it actually happened to me at, uh, RCHO, but, um, but yeah. So, oh, we got some big news to talk about. Sort of big news, I guess. But What's that? Yeah. Old Jimmy Tate. Jimmy Tate. Jimmy Tate. Yeah. He, um, Chris Nutt actually invited him to the XL Power team. And of course, Jimmy was already talking, you know, XL Power and had XL Power, um, you know, helicopters and whatnot. So, uh, Chris, uh, invited him onto the team, onto the team and he accepted. So, uh, yeah, congrats, yeah, bro. It's like all he flies too. So that's perfect. He yeah, loves that job. stuff. Got some freaking tater power. I love it. Nice. So, tater the taint tickler. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, congrats. So, yeah. Congrats for sure. But um, so another thing that happened with me uh, was the Aurora. Uh, Jay, of course, I was mentioning earlier that he let me borrow that uh, fan hub and whatnot. And so I, I did some flights on the Aurora. Uh, it was really for break in more or less. But Dan was working with me on it and we got it even kind of close like to, to, well, being tuned good enough. How about that? And um, and but again, as mentioned earlier, there's some things that we need to work through. But uh, but I I was really excited about getting flights on that one. So Saturday, I actually spent more time messing with that, and that leads me to I think why I wasn't doing as many videos. <laughs> and I think that's when uh, Tom and Daniel are like, "Dude, where's the freaking videos?" And like we're approaching like 1:15 in the afternoon at this point, and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, they're right. I need to. <laughs> you know, I need to know my place when I'm at an event, you know, so, trips. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I had some, uh, some peer pressure there. And so I, I think I went back to filming, but, um, but yeah, good time with the Aurora, man. It was awesome. I, I had a good time. I can't wait to, to get some more on that one, but, um, but, uh, I did not actually attend the, uh, raffle that went on. Does anybody want to talk about that? Cause I, I think I was somewhere else at the moment. Yeah, I didn't attend it either. I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was either flying or watching or wrenching or something. Yeah. Um, um, no, yeah. I, I sat, I sat there the the whole time trying to trying to win, win stuff. Nice. Did you? Um, no. Oh man. <laughs> no, I'm not that lucky. Um, I think there was there was a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so there was some nitro fuel. There was a neo. There was a uh an xl power uh, xl power protos 380 um there was a whole bunch of uh t-shirts gear hats apparel type stuff um does anyone else remember what the other main so they they had it 
done so you could put in your raffle tickets to um, the main items that were being raffled, and then all the okay. the other extraneous stuff you mm-hmm. you just went off of that. Yeah, there was a couple of uh, Maniacs uh, five thousand packs, I oh, believe, that right. they gave away. Yep. Nice. Um, obviously, there, there was a, was a lot tool of t- set. Yep, there was a tool a, set. A nice hard case tool set. It had just about everything you would need for the field in it. Um, tons of nitro. Um, I ended up walking away with a gallon of nitro and an XL power hat. Did you so. really? Nice. That's awesome. What 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 gallon of nitro did you get? It was a thirty percent cool power. <sighs> Somebody had won cool power and they swapped it for the. Uh, full pool fuel and i was upset so it, it'll be all right though i know where i can get some all right <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you off then i think that rob rob won the xl power um 380 yep and then who was it who won three consecutive times he was actually giving his tickets away to to another guy he kept winning all the nitro he, he won like Two or three gallons of nitro. Oh, that wow. was uh, the guy that had the night magic blades on one of those helicopters, like last yeah. year at the fall pool. Um, he won like three yeah. or four items. <laughs> they just kept. <laughs> it's perfect, perfect timing. Yeah, he was giving them away. Just here, someone else take my tickets because I've won enough. Wow, <laughs> that's a good, good dude <laughs> right awesome, there. Yeah, 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 that is a good dude. Yeah. I'm surprised with the amount of support too. Like normally at the end of a year, it's really tough to find sponsors with budget still to sponsor events. And you're talking, you know, two, two, three months before the end of the year. And Jay manages to, to pull together that kind of uh, sponsors for the giveaway. Like that's impressive stuff right there. Right. Yeah. There was a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, that impressed. dude tries so hard for the community. That's amazing. So I think uh, around that time moved into uh, 5.30 was dinner. And uh, I hear or I see here that it was mm, chicken. Mmm, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, Justin Clay knocked that chicken oh my out of God. the park. It was unbelievably good. I mean. I didn't expect it. Uh, yeah, I it, it fell off the bone. Like I just put a fork on, it and it just like fell apart. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And yeah, like I was searching for a knife, and I was like, kind of upset because I couldn't find a knife to use. No need. Yeah, so I went to go like try and eat it with a fork, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a mess. This is horrible." <laughs> and as soon as I like touched it with a fork, it fell off the bone. I was like, "Oh, I can work with this." Yeah, yeah. And it was so delicious. It was amazing. It really was. So, uh, good job on the food, you guys. Uh, I mean, you guys never disappoint with that anyway, but, um, that chicken was freaking. it was a home run. It was amazing. Hell yeah. So, uh, so then I think we, before the combat thing happened, um, the fires began to burn again in the middle of the field. Am I right about that? Did I miss that? I believe yeah, you are correct. Combat, I, I carried a bunch of wood out there and then Jay lit it all. Yeah. Made it, yeah. Made it, him and Rodney made a big fire. Yeah. So I think there was some uh, flying going on and I think that's when Brandon made another sacrifice to the field. And I think there was a soundtrack involved. <laughs> um, there definitely was. If you want to yeah. play said soundtrack, let her rip, Tater Chip. Ha, 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 ha.
my god, it's Minus's landing gear. Oh. Who the hell says Minus's landing gear? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's landing gear is missing, or he broke that shit off. No, it's Minus. It's landing it gear. Looked yes. like a goblin comet yeah. whenever it was coming down. <laughs> yeah. It was the scream oh, that was god. heard for miles. I think Mike Sovi uh, had a mild heart attack. He st- sat right up in bed and was like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> um but uh man what it, i mean dude just brandon was killing it man it was so much fun to watch him just fly and um and yeah he lost his skids and it still was flying like i thought for sure it was a goner and i think that was what was warranted the scream and uh it was it was freaking awesome like he he never disappointed the entire time till he got his cracking 700 out and i was trying so hard to talk him into flying over the fire and he was like no <laughs> no he should have although he just built that didn't he he did he did yeah yeah so for the people that, the that didn't get to see it he hit he he was doing pitch pumps right and then he he was upright but slammed the 580 into the 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 rim of the what is it? A log holder? What, what, what was holds it? The, oh, what, I thought he was doing aileron TikToks and hit the ground, but flattened out before it hit, so the disc was okay. Okay, well, so either either way, he slammed it upright, like slammed it into that little ring, and it busted the landing gear off, and he popped it back up into the air because uh, his his tail blades were were chewed up, and he mm. lost the landing gear and the carters. Right. Um. One of which he never found. <laughs> uh, I, it must have gone in the fire because. Oh man! Could you imagine? <laughs> he wasn't able to find the other Carter. I don't know if either Rodney found it the next day or if it straight up was in the fire. Oh wow! Um, Crazy. But he only he only retrieved one one side. Crazy. Mm. And so he popped it up, hit hold, and then floated it down uh, farther up the field. And there was like nothing wrong with it other than it missing carters and landing gear, tailblades. <laughs> you should have finished the flight. It would have been so cool. Right? Yeah. That'd have been awesome. I keep watching it back and forth in slow mo. I gotta stop doing that and pay attention. <laughs> you gotta- <laughs> yeah. No, that was a that was a fun, fun night. And then Shaggy with his fireball was killing it. Dude, he I've never seen anybody fly a fireball like Shaggy. Yeah, he is one with that machine. He really is. Um, yeah, but uh, he also hates it. Really? He flies it like he hates it. Oh well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, he flies it like he hates it because it's cheap for him to crash. Yeah. So yeah, so that's his jam. That's for sure. It really? I feel like is. that's where he developed most of his like hardcore 3D stuff. Yeah. And so when he gets back on the sticks with the fireball, he just lets loose and just goes yeah. absolute ape shit. Well, I was really hoping that he would come down, you know, sooner than he did. But the opportunity arose that uh, he could fly down with Casey Campbell because they had rented a plane uh, to to fly into RCHO. And of course, because Shaggy's doing his private pilot's license, you know, he was not going to, you know, not take the opportunity to do that. So he and Casey flew down just for the day. And, uh, I mean, it was nighttime when they left because Casey has IFR, I guess. So, um, but I, I don't know what time that he, did he miss combat? 
I think I think I think did. they stayed for combat oh, and they? left right after. Okay. Yeah, because that was him and I were doing the same thing. Okay. As like as soon as combat was over, we were checking out and and hitting the road. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I believe he stayed because he flew a plane in combat. That's right. You're right. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, you yep. put yeah, combat yeah, 450 on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Well, do we yeah. want to jump into combat or do we have one more thing there? Um, I mean, yeah, DJ was there. I was helping him out with his stuff. He had uh, his NX-7. And he had just converted it over, I don't know what he was flying before, but he converted it to a V-bar. Mm. And uh, he asked me to help him out, so we got him all set up with his nitro, set his throttle endpoints, his throttle curve, stuff like that, and he got it flying that night. And I think, Kyle, you helped him a little bit out uh, too, right? Yeah, so we were having an issue for some reason The when he goes to the bank 2, or when he's in bank 2, and he would hit the throttle hold switch, it would go to direct throttle on bank 2. Oh, God. Which was, like, really weird. I've never, I don't even know how that's possible. Um, so we got that all um, dialed in for him and whatnot. And then uh, we got him to fly, I got him to fly again that night. Um, his motor was extremely rich, but... Um, we we finally got him to basically get the whole V bar portion set up, and he's running uh, V curves, I believe. Um, so I told him, you know, if he wants to get um, a RPM sensor and then go in and set that up and whatnot, if he's got any questions, go ahead and contact me or whatever. We can get him squared away. But I had messaged him a few days afterwards, um, after the event, and uh, was just kind of checking on him to see what was going on. He said he's liking it a lot and whatnot. So cool. it's great to hear. Yeah, hey, he's a good dude. Yeah, for sure. I'm always stoked when he shows up at an event. Yeah. So jumping into combat. Um, I, I know that I had shown up with two working 450s that initially me and Ben were going to fly in combat. Uh, but I ended up selling them. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> That's not how you combat. Right. Well, I was like, man, you know, it helped my friend out here, you know, which was awesome. But I was, I was really bummed. I didn't want to come home with any of that crap. And so I'm, I still came home with all of the mass amounts of parts. So shameless plug, if you want a 450 for chill out, please hit me up and help buy this crap from me <laughs> because I really don't want to hang on to this stuff. So just, you know, uh, but maybe we'll get a couple more together. And if that doesn't happen and we'll try and sell them off at chill out or something, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, so Mike Lawrence bought one, and then Alex uh, Fredrickson bought one, so they could you know fly those in the uh, the combat. But um, you know, uh, anybody of course jump in on this, but combat is just always ridiculous. Like it's over the top. <laughs> I feel like this event was more over the top than any other combat Previous. event I've seen. <laughs> Oh, well, I thought it was cool that Cliff Lewis's uh, daughter actually flew the Combat 450-600. Yeah. Yeah. So she was the one that actually flew, you know, during that time. And um, Rob Cole, Cole, I guess he almost killed some people. Was that what the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> he stuffed it in the ground right in front of the crowd and the blade stuck in the ground, right? Oh, and the, my God. I mean, that helicopter had to have landed like two or three feet from the people that were flying in combat right. and the blades were just the only remnants left stuck literally on the end in the ground. It was insane. Oh my gosh. It um, was, it was a riot. 
It was crazy. Um, Rodney ended up coming over and snagging my wife to go shoot the paintball guns at the combat helis. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I wondered who was shooting. Yeah. Uh, it was her and then uh, someone's uh, son, I believe. Um, yes. She had a blast, so that was hilarious to see. Yeah. That's awesome. So you got you got like two paintball uh, guns going. I think um, Rich Sowers, did he have like a, a Nerf gun or was it like an he, airsoft? He oh. has a 3D printed uh, dart, uh, like a Nerf gun. It fires Nerf okay. darts. But it's 3D printed and it runs on, he said, on quad motors. Oh, wow. So oh, it God. runs like, you can't buy it. It it, fire, it it shoots way faster and way, like, like feet per second faster than what you can buy in the store. Right. I'm pretty yeah. disappointed I didn't know about that. Because someone was telling <laughs> me about it and they're like, yeah, you got to see his Nerf gun. It shoots it's like fully automatic. Like, and I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them. Not no. that impressive. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't know it was custom and I didn't know it could like break people. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so I actually did a ton of research on that blaster. Um, it's the FDL three blaster, which they have multiple variants of. And, uh, they actually, yes. Uh, so they started out with FDL one, FDL two, FDL three. Um, but this guy used to make open source, basically nerf blasters he made this one it wasn't open source but now everything is open source so you put quad motors in it to gain the velocity with the darts and i don't know exactly what he was running his own if it was like 6s or 4s or what it was but i mean he was launching darts all the way across rcho with this thing full auto <laughs> oh, it was insane yeah. i think he tagged cliff with one and he was like a good 50 yards away and it left a, a welt on him you know? on his face yeah 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 so yeah, it was uh, it was quite something. Um, I I forget who who was the last person standing. Do we remember? Um, who did win it? I don't know the guy's name. I'm trying to think what kind of helicopter it was. It was the same guy that no, yeah, it was the guy that flew the Nitro T Rex. We were trying to figure out his name. Was it? You said it was Mike, maybe mm. the blonde guy. But yeah, he, he ended up flying inverted over the fire and clipped the fire with his main discs in order to bow out of the event because he was the last one standing <laughs> oh gosh it was so awesome but uh, absolutely awesome yeah yeah um, i thought it was going to explode with the noises it made once it clipped the, the motor <laughs> on fire. i was like oh god this is how i die oh man well so it's kind of a, a hard act to follow but it sounds like uh ryan put a flight over the fire or no uh i had a night flight um it i wouldn't say it was over the fire uh it was around the fire how about that okay sure beside the fire yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah beside the fire no i had a very boring uh first night flight um uh, nothing nothing too bad to report other than i learned um that uh, so flying under the lights, I've heard some people say it's more challenging. Some people are like, oh, well, you know, if, if you have the right color canopy and setup, it's fine. Um, I noticed that it was, uh, I, I almost felt like my inputs were a little delayed. Um, it felt a little slower. Um, so the model was, was moving faster than I was, uh, was controlling it. Um, I kind of felt like there was a delay there. Isn't that inherent because of the lights, though? 
I, yeah. and that, that, that might be it. I, I don't have anything to compare it to. Uh, but it was something I noticed. I was, I was, once again, I was super uncomfortable and due to my performance earlier in the evening, I decided to keep it <laughs> nice and boring and, uh, you know, do some figure eights and circles and funnels and call it a night. Nice. But, uh, Whatever. But yeah, got a, awesome. got a first night flight in, um, the, uh, so Jake Treadway was super excited to see the the white uh kraken canopy and boom mm. under the lights right. and uh and everybody that i talked to said it, it popped really really well so great night fire flyer under the lights uh but once i once i've got the uh the skill set and the comfort level to do so at least yeah so fun well uh after the combat uh i was i was throughout that process i was being pressured from people from miles away <laughs> miles and, and miles away <laughs> and i am just enough of a dumbass and a sucker to fall for it so uh gucci mike Sobe, and dave karish were all like what what's up bro where's your heli i'm like this shit's packed away they're like unpack that shit you pussy and i was like what the are you fucking kidding me right now so okay, i'll do it <laughs> so i was like so i messaged the three of them i was like i said you bitches better get ready and uh so famous last word exactly <laughs> <laughs> so Don't yeah I, I broke out so i broke out the 6s machine because obviously it already had gone in once and um and I, I did fly it uh, during the day at one point, and I noticed that the tail wasn't quite right and um, with uh, some, some chatter uh, going on. So I was like, well, if, it's, if, if one's going to go in, it needs to be this one, you know? And um, so I did. Uh, Scott, you, you had already left for the evening. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I was I trying to get to, home. Yeah, I had to pick up where you left off, pal. And um, pass the torch. Thanks I, for taking the torch. Yeah, I took <laughs> one for the team. And uh, yeah, I, I tried to to make the fire dance the best I could. Uh, but like many, uh, you know, the the tail blades just you know you're not focused on tail blades. You're worried about the disc touching the ground for yeah. some dumb reason. They're magnetic too. Yeah, they're magnetic at night. And of course, I I did you know put her in pretty good, but it actually went home in one piece. It actually wasn't in pieces, you know, uh, as Jay likes to say. It wasn't two pieces. It was one pieces. Um, interesting technique. Yeah, I didn't even break the blade, so it was quite interesting. I broke one tail blade. The boom did break, so uh, but it didn't break off. Um, but uh, it so far it's not too terrible i'm still sub 100 bucks i mean it might be 50 dollars, 60 dollars right now wow so nice. yeah no it was pretty impressive um so i'll try and get a better tally for for next time but uh but yeah so i put my machine away i was like you know mission accomplished made my ohio peeps happy and uh <laughs> then dave was like why do you listen to us you're an idiot and i was like well <laughs> that's true <laughs> good friends <laughs> There, there is so much dave he'll, he'll like get you to do something stupid and he'll be like why did you do it why did you listen yeah. to me i'm like Cause you just asked me <laughs> you to yeah yeah because it's not a freaking jr forza i can afford to crash it oh, oh. So, shots fired um but yeah it listen, was still a good I, time didn't care I, I just gotta say you definitely got a plus for planning a crash because apparently you knew from the get-go that this is it. This this is oh, yeah. the one that's going to go in. Oh, yeah. So, now, dude, every single video that I, 
you know you flying the ones that you took i was like oh man this this is gonna be epic and it definitely was yeah i'm gonna say yeah they they do such a good job man i whatever you do man you you gotta come down for chill out freeze your ass off with us and have a freaking amazing time maybe we'll get some 450s together you can be in a combat next time you know whatever <laughs> let's just uh, wait cracking there you go <laughs> Listen, I'm coming from Canada, so it should be like summer for me, or at least a spring type temperature. Yeah, if I you've come lived down in the guys. south, you know what 32 degrees is like here. Oh man, I'm still can't get used to it. Let me tell you, that's <laughs> why we got a hot box. Mm. I might bring the hot box with me. Well, they do have those heaters in the flight station at RCHO, and and, and listen, it helps, but. You know, it's still not enough. <laughs> I'm a wimp. <laughs> what can it's I say? Cool. But yeah. if I bring the, the the hot box, it's actually surrounded all the way around. It's like enclosed. Right. So if Ryan shows up and he does another one of his great flights all yeah. around me, I just go down like Super Mario. Just go down in the hole and just curl up in a corner. You mean my great flight or my great flight? Like, like your flight. (laughs) (laughs) Like Tiger would say. That's funny. Are you are you planning to come to that, Ryan? Um, I'm gonna be deployed. I oh man, I won't be there. Well, we'll we'll take some videos for you. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, (laughs) I need to dig my two kerosene heaters out of the storage unit so I can bring those. There you go. Hell yeah, Yeah. they're like shop heaters. You know, just plug them in and go. You know what's my biggest worry with being in, like next to those heaters is that I'm not paying attention. I'm actually paying attention to a heli flying, and I set my hands and my radio on fire. <laughs> oh, I just have this big fear. Like, like the whole the whole time that I'm, oh I'm imagining how I'm going to do this, all I could think of is that my radio is going to catch on fire. I drop the radio, then I kept trying to pick it up while I'm trying to watch. It's just going to be a mess. It's like a nightmare that's happening funny. over and that's over funny. again. So funny. I don't know. I might just get my gloves on and that's it. There you go. Well, I want to tell one more little story and then we can wrap it up. But um, so after all of that, uh, it it wasn't horribly late. I think it was around 930-ish, but uh, it really was kind of winding down pretty, pretty good. There wasn't a whole lot of flying going on. People were just kind of hanging out, chilling. Uh, I think some people had headed back, you know, to wherever they were staying and, and what have you. But um, uh, at some point, I think Chris said, hey, why don't we go somewhere and warm up and get some food? And I was like, I mean, you know, look at me. I'm, I'm always game for food. Let's do this shit, you know. And so Ben, of course, was all about it, too. Then somehow, like, all the Charlotte peeps, like, got wind of this. And they were like, well, we were going to go get Mexican. And we're like, sounds great. Let's do this. So we all wound up like, oh gosh, what was there like? It was Steve Yoon. Steve Yoon went also. Um, Who was it? It was like Steve Yoon, Alex, uh, Mikey, uh, Eric, Chris, Brandon, Thomas, um, myself, of course. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I'm probably forgetting somebody, but so, you know, there's all of, you know, all of us there. So we're hanging out in this Mexican restaurant. We're literally like the last table in there as we're being served. Cause the other table, the last table that was in there, they left already. So all of a sudden this massive like contraption shows up to our table. 
If any of you have seen the picture, you'll know what I'm talking about. It looked like a massive margarita bong is what it looked like. And it was called the um, Margarita Tower. And uh, so Eric Shu and a few others proceed to, you know, take this thing out and, and do all, you know, they, they were taking care of it. And so, uh, but we ate some really good food. But the, the funniest part about the whole thing was Eric Shu. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> and uh, I mean, just he was already a few down, shall we say. And um, so I think he made it his mission to make the waiter feel as uncomfortable as possible. And, um, and he just started asking the guy a bunch of silly questions. And the ones that I remember in particular was he says, hey, do you smoke pot? <laughs> just <laughs> randomly out of the blue. And, uh, and then, of course, he started, I think he asked him if he did some other kind of drug. And, of course, the guy's like shaking his head like, no, no, I don't do that. And then Eric Shoe's like, do you like loose women? <laughs> like, is Eric trying to pr- proposition this guy? Like, Jesus. what is going on here? <laughs> and we're all dying. We're just, we're laughing. But uh, so at any rate, uh, you know, we, we finished up, I think, around 10, 30, 11, something like that. But uh, obviously, we'd, we had harassed this guy so much that uh, obviously we felt obligated to, fit, you know, give him a, a massive tip to go home on. <laughs> But uh, it was, I mean, there's just the stories being shared and the fun that we were reminiscing over RCHO. It was the, the perfect, you know, Ben, that was the person I forgot. Sorry, Ben. Uh, and it was just the perfect way to, to end RCHO, you know, of just hanging out with those folks and getting to talk to everyone. And, um, and man, it was, it was super cool. Such a good time. Um, you know, I, I know you have it down here, but, uh, you know, of course, many thanks to Jay and uh, those guys. Yeah, I seriously don't think RCHO would be the same without those guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much to uh, to you guys. Uh, I mean, you you crushed it with another event. It's always a great time. And um, and I, I think someone said it bef- said that this time as well they're like you know what it was more fun this time than it was the last time so it's kind of like they continue to outdo themselves you know every time yeah, every time <laughs> yeah you know there's always some crazy idea that hits and and we're like yeah it seems like you know logical idea to me let's do this you know so let's sure let's fly over a fire that makes sense <laughs> hell yeah and uh, why would you do that <laughs> right exactly uh <laughs> Who because asked you? it's fun <laughs> Who fucking asked you? Um, but at any rate, um, again, thank you so much, Kyle and, uh, Ryan for coming on to the show. We certainly have enjoyed you guys and, uh, and it was awesome to, to see and see you guys and hang out with you guys at RCHO. So, um, yeah, big time. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Well, Kyle, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, could they do that? What would they do? Uh, best way would to either be on Facebook. You can always shoot me a Facebook message, and my name is Kyle Wells, or you can find me in the Hangout, um, or you can shoot me an email at kwells149 at gmail.com. Nice. Ryan, how about you? Um, I'm on the RC Heli Hangout. Um, Facebook's definitely the easiest way. Um, my name's spelled phonetically, uh, not so it's it's just Ryan Low Ski, L O W S K I. Okay, seems to be the easiest to 
to manage. Like cool. Broski. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> right. Same, same, but different. Oh, same, man. same, but different, but still same. But still same. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, if uh, any of you who are listening would like to get in touch with us, uh, please uh, email us at theheliheadsshow at gmail.com. Uh, we would certainly love to hear from you guys. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, what we got, uh, beyond that, would anybody like to take over Mike's spot for tonight? Uh, what does Mike do? Mike says, <laughs> like our Facebook, follow and subscribe to us. Podbean. Yeah. Pod- Smash that like button on our Facebook and subscribe to our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we do join our only fans and make sure to- only fans. <laughs> <laughs> Donate yeah, I'm going to gonna be Scott honest with Reed. you. I zone out before this part, so I have no idea what Mike says. Okay. I'll wake back up when you say, Scott, what's your hashtags? And I go, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All uh, right. What else we got, Dan? As, yeah, but as always, we always want to uh, give a shout out to our other heli podcast and video personalities in the hobby. Freefall, Telerotor, Skids Up. The Houdini RC podcast. Yeah. So always thanks and give them a shout out. Um, say what, you know, listen to some of their shows. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. Let's do uh, some parting words and get out of here. What you got, Goose? Yes. All right. Let's go. Hashtag 580 Nitro Ripper because we love that little red machine. Jeez. And this one is uh, hot off the press. I love the new hashtag. <laughs> you guys ready? You guys ready? No, this is not ready. So this one, uh, thank you, uh, Chris Nutt, for the Bukaki Boys. Bukaki Boys. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Lovely typos. Yep. And then we uh, we love the next one because you know hashtag check out them Black Friday diesels yes <laughs> you know i love decels. Oh, de- so some decels decels diesels apparently that's the new way of calling it deals is this hmm. diesels that's right it's kind of like saying details like on the deets you know oh this yeah is, this is diesels and diesels yeah diesels <laughs> yeah so um the next one hashtag tandem survivor yeah, any boy. uh any tandems at rcho scott yeah i did a couple of them i think most of them were with Brandon. Oh, really? Yeah. Survivor? Survivor? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we even to, tried to crash and it didn't I, work out. I need to invite him to the uh, the PTSD group for that one. Yeah, so, you, you know. Yeah. I did Therapy turn group. one down, too. Dan Marnane says we should have both tandemed over the fire and tried to hit the fireplace. And I'm <laughs> like, I don't know. We both have pretty good aim. I think we'd both hit our targets. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was waiting for somebody to put in a fire. I was just, man... It didn't happen this time, but I have great hopes for the next one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Chill so I do have another one that, you know, Scott loves so much. It's the hashtag, I like big hovers and I cannot lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, this one is another one that gets it done, and it's uh, hashtag hover hard as fuck. You know, just, make it, just, mm, just keep it in that place. Don't move it. That's right. Yeah. And uh, apparently this one came from a Podbean listener. And his, uh, I guess, username is dad2g5. Yeah. So we would definitely, would be nice to know what's the real name so we could say thanks. Yeah. That's all I have. All right. Fence post, hit it. 
Oh, we got hashtag. It's okay. I'll run your fun fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hashtag drag your shit. <laughs> hashtag I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> hashtag sellout 2020. Yeah, boy. And hashtag bitch mittens. Yes. <laughs> All right, Kyle, what you got, man? I got hashtag Dan Gleesack. <laughs> I think I think you mean dangly sack, right? No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. First name Dan, middle name Glee, last name Sack. Hmm. Dangly sack. Looks like dangly sack to me. I'm just saying. Give <laughs> <laughs> you your glasses on. <laughs> uh, I also got here hashtag. Hey, you got parts like a whole heli. <laughs> <laughs> And then I got to wrap it up. Hashtag we'll work for sponsorship. Anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan, what's your hashtags, buddy? All right, tonight I've got it's a bird, it's a plane. Oh fuck, it's a kraken. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then I've got hashtag my Kraken prefers runways. <laughs> Y'all are mean. <laughs> We're all like, no, we don't care. We won't harp on that anymore. Oh, <laughs> give me a break. Give me a break. There's no way. You're you're, you're still called fence post and you fly great. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You don't uh, live anything down in this community. Never, yeah. ever, ever. He did disappoint, didn't he? There was no fence posting at all. Yeah. Oh man. Mm. All right. Well, like our boy K Dub says, send it till you end it. Of course, we got uh, JT with uh, hashtag Fire Dance. That's J Tread Treadway, by the way. Uh, then we got one from Kyle Stacy. Who the fuck asked you? <laughs> <laughs> do, do we embellish a little bit? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Sorry, and uh, I was instructed to provide this one fr- straight from the uh, Mexican restaurant from Eric Shu. He specifically wants hashtag white boy tortillas. <laughs> For those of you that were there, I'm sure you'll know. Uh, then, of course, after following Scott's flight on his 700, Thomas Mabry gives us hashtag I've seen faster on 6S. <laughs> jerk. Oh, <laughs> uh, then we've got hashtag. I swear it's not COVID. <laughs> it's just a rash. Oh, and of course, wrapping up, we've got <laughs> we've got hashtag too old for a hold. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode number thirty-four. Big thanks to Kyle and Ryan coming on to hang out with us. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Laters. We gotta get to the end of the titers. The notes say music loud, but I don't hear music. Or is this a substitute or own? Gangly sack. We'll work for sponsorships. Anything goes in the hole. You sure do got a pretty boom. Hashtag Roxy Peer Pressure. Got any more of that boom somewhere? Yeah. <laughs>